and we are live hey concrete hey lulu hey 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 what's good nothing much hey lulu what's going on you ladies sound a little um slow like the it's lagging really bad i don't know if it's just me oh um concrete are you hey. on your phone you're on your phone right Lulu. Am I able to leave and come back in? Because you yeah, like it's possibly that like if you go to other apps while you have StreamYards, it'll affect StreamYards. So you can drop down and come back. Uh oh. what's going on people y'all done got us up here on a tuesday um tomorrow we will not be doing a stream so we did want to bring you guys something today um unfortunately concrete isn't feeling well but she is definitely in the building she'll be participating but she's not feeling good um so everybody be careful out there um what's going on Okay, Lulu, are you back? Can you hear us? Is that better? Mm, doesn't sound like it. Let me check with her. Okay. Wait, she put added a message in the private chat. She says it sounds terrible. Um, put a one in the chat if you can hear me. If y'all can hear us put a one in the chat for us she said we sound like slow motion robots child oh no okay they say they can hear us okay everybody i've got to send her the link to a okay my bad through a different method excuse me i got you let me add youtube to this and bam okay how's everybody's tuesday going y'all doing good out here y'all ready for the new year i wanted to do like a top 10 um something but it's probably gonna be hard to accomplish but i wanted to do a top 10 something uh for youtube yeah um i'm definitely ready for the new year i um am not one of those people that shame others for um deciding to come up with resolutions and things of that nature i think the new year is a perfect time to start anew so mm -hmm. um whatever it is that you want to focus on if it's increase you know bettering your finances or you know losing weight or whatever it is i think that the new year is a perfect time to do that right lulu can you hear us now how do we sound yeah she says now? she can oh my god you guys you ladies sound like ladies it sounded like hello bro. i was like <laughs> what is going on <laughs> yes 
Finally. <laughs> okay. Because y'all sound a little low to me, too. Okay. Lulu, what's going yeah, on? Sorry, Honey, I was how you away doing? from the mic. Um, from what it's worth, I'm, I'm pretty okay. Um, my morning went well. I had a really good workout. Breakfast was great. Um, so um, I'm feeling okay today in light of, in light of things. But, yeah. Okay. Um, so we wanted to bring Lulu on um, to share her story about um, being a victim of a Polish fuck boy and um, kind of highlight some things that she it. went through. Say what, Concrete? I said you put the emphasis on it. Girl, you know I am. You know I'm ghetto. Um, so, honey, I just feel like the emphasis uh, should definitely put be put on. Mm -hmm. You know, let's get off into it. The um, interesting thing is, like, men in this space like to push a narrative that polished men, high-value men, that men of substance aren't F-boys or they don't engage in certain types of behavior. So with that narrative being pushed constantly in the space, we thought it would be a good idea to speak with someone who, through their own personal experience, knows that that is not true. So we're going to get off into um, Lulu's story and we'll ask some questions in, in uh, relation to you know what she endured at the hands of a polished F-boy. Okay. Well, I'll start us off. Lulu, how did you meet the polished F-boy and does he have a moniker that we can use? Um, sure, absolutely. Before I begin, I just wanna say thank you ladies for allowing me to come up here and share my story. And um, while I, I haven't, I hadn't given it the name polished F-boy, but I do believe that there's this narrative that just, uh, you know, a dude who's a liar or cheating or a trickster or fuckboy, I guess, um, they come in this sort of package. They look a certain way. They are the, you know, the obvious pookies and the obvious Ray Rays. And the reason why um, I wanted to share my story is because certain women of a certain caliber, like myself and other women, we, we don't, I want to just make this disclaimer that when men are talking about the pookies and Ray Rays that women fall for, Mm -hmm. women like myself agree with those men we think that those women mm -hmm. are just as stupid as they think we don't understand why if pookie and ray ray obviously looks a certain way he has six baby mamas he you know he's not educated what like why are you even giving him a chance so those type of men don't see me they don't sit with me they don't talk to me they don't exist in my world you understand what i'm saying so absolutely absolutely so what right so what so what happens when you are um it may sound a little arrogant but when you are above that right and you do do all of your you know your, your your t crossing and i dotting and checks and balances and you still end up with that scenario and i think that we discount that so much and that's why i wanted to be able to talk about um you know this situation so I think you bring about mm -hmm. a really really great point um because the narratives would be that black women like a certain type of man we like the bad boy um we don't like the educated guy or quote unquote um i don't think a a guy that's educated is lame quote unquote but they'll say that we don't like the educated lame um we only like a certain type we like the the guy that swagged out that's um that that's about that life he's clubbing he's a scammer he's fly you know he's on the scene and sometimes that's just not the case so i think you br bring about a good point in highlighting that 
Mm-hmm. And um, so, so how did I meet him? And I want to say this, you know, to the audience. So just so you all know, I'm, this might be the first time you see me here, but I'm not a stranger to this show. But for the sake of privacy in this episode, I decided to call myself Lulu. And the moniker for this person, I'm just going to give him a letter. I'm going to call him the letter J. Okay, um, J. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. so Lulu and J. Um, okay. Just for the sake of privacy. But um, the interesting dynamic is not only have I been on this platform with you ladies before, um, Concrete, ironically, and, not, and, and by sheer coincidence, she actually knows me <laughs> as a person in real life. She actually knows the person that I'm speaking about in real life separately, having nothing to do with me. She actually knew that person before she knew me. And she actually has firsthand seen us um, as a couple in the flesh. And so I say that to say that there is no room for me to give exaggerations or have this, you know, kind of like biased my side of the story, um, you know, approach here. So. Yeah, so it ma- it makes it so much easier just to be able to just tell a truth, not mine, not his, just a truth about the story. So with that said, um, so I met Jay um, online in a Facebook group seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what was what was what kind of person was I when I met him? So um, if I were to speak to myself, I was I was happy. I was beautiful, confident, bubbly. Uh, very feminine. I had this bright light of energy about me. Um, I was intelligent, well-articulated, well-spoken, witty. Um, I was established. I had a solid career. Uh, I had a business going, you know, and I just, I lived my life. I traveled. I was cultured. Um, You know, I I, I indulged and had taste for certain things. And I didn't just desire those through a man. I lived up to that standard myself. So it set the tone who I was set the tone for who would, what type of man um, would approach me. So that was, that was who I was when, when, when I came in contact with this guy. Okay. Um, and when I met him, um, I met him in this group, a friend of mine had invited me to the group and it was the first time that I had known of uh, Facebook groups to have like these private social groups that did anything other than business. So it was, it was pretty interesting to get in this group and see all these people like, you know, socializing, talking about, you know, other areas other than business, even down to naughty things, you know, shits and giggles. It's pretty interesting take. So, you know, I knew a few people in there. I started to get comfortable and talk. But for me, um, while we all enjoy a good laugh and, you know, ha ha he he, I always need substance. That, that's part of a balance for me. Um, the educated lame is my fave. <laughs> and okay. so I didn't see enough substance in the room that I was in, in the group that I was in. And so I started to create posts you know, I said, well, my contribution will be substance because if everybody else is doing the laughing and the joking, I don't need to contribute more to that. Let me just go ahead and, you know, bring some substance about. So I would just post random things, you know, and, and also not just substance, but like not uh, like educational topics, but just things like motivation, confidence, mindset, you know, business, right. you know, whatever it was. And um, Jay jumped out like a sore thumb to that like like he saw that and he literally was like in his mind oh my god who is this woman who's beautiful in this group but she's bringing all of this you know uh substance to the room that normally is just for shits and giggles so at so at the time um jay didn't go by his real name on facebook he had a he had a profile right a facebook profile with Mm -hmm. a nickname and his picture wasn't a picture of himself. It was like a picture of the, of the New York City skyline. 
So I didn't, so I didn't know what he looked like. And that's very important as I tell this story, but initially I didn't know um, what he looked like, but he was like the, the only, like there were men who would actually, you know, obviously trying to, you know, come at pictures about beauty, give compliments, but nobody was really hitting the substance points like he was. So he would come on there and we would find ourselves just getting lost talking about whatever it is, politics, you know, stem cell research, stuff that a group like this would not find interesting, you know? So right. the, typ- the typical adage, you have, you know, a, a shitty post, it's 500 likes. You have something of substance, you get five likes. But I'm interested in the five pe- the five likes because that shows me of like mindset than the 500, you know, on the shits and giggles. Right. So, um, so we talked online for two months. So he had a chance to observe my, my line of thinking, you know, what I thought about integrity. He had a chance to really indulge and observe that. And I, you know, as well, minus how he looked he saw how i looked but i didn't know how he looked so at what point Mm -hmm. did you guys decide to hop in the dm like how long so you said you guys talked for about two months um yeah just through facebook like on the post in the group yes he would flirt so i would say about a month in he would he would he would say he would like yeah, no, he wasn't sending me messages about two months later. It was about two months later. So we met in September and that group was 2014. And um, what happened was the group founder, <clears throat> excuse me, the group founder, ha- she was attending an event and she said, if anybody wants to come to this event, you guys can come by and meet one another. The group founder knew him and knew me, but you know, we didn't know each other. So mm-hmm. me and my girlfriend go there. And remember, he has seen my picture already. I don't know what this guy looks like. Um, I'm just single. I'm in this group and I enjoy this guy's, you know, conversation and, into, you know, and intellect. Right. So I don't, I don't have a face to him. So I, I, he meets me in the meetup. He doesn't say that he's him. He just kind of, she introduces him to me as Jay, the real name of the person. So I'm right. not even associating the profile with him. I'm just looking at it as who's this handsome guy that's from the group. I don't ever see him speak. I'm not realizing it's the same guy. Okay. And when he looked at me, he, he gave this look like he was super smitten and it, it was kind of off-putting. Like, I don't even know who this is, but it's because he had already known I was who I was, you know? Right. So I guess for his mind, it was like, wow, the beauty really matches the brains. And I'm just like, who's this handsome and shaped guy? He smelled good, but I didn't, you know, I didn't think anything of it. So, um, <laughs> you know, so he shook my hand and we kind of moved away. So a week later, the group founder hosts an actual private meetup event for us. And that same guy comes out again, the, the J, not the profile, the J. And uh-huh. now um, I come out, you know, he has his name tag on, his J, I have my name tag on. And um, we get to talking and he's like, I'm a CPA. It never dawns on him that I still don't know he's the same guy that I've been talking to online on this time. And it doesn't dawn on me that we're the same person because we've always just chatted on Facebook. And, um, you know, he's he comes in smelling amazing. He's well-dressed. He doesn't have that fuckboy look. He understands what wearing a button-up shirt looks like and a blade. You know what I mean? His jeans are fitted, you know, good cologne. I mean, he just, the masculinity commanded my attention. It was mm. like, yeah, it was like I wanted to submit to him, you know, energy-wise, like right there, you know? Wow. So at the, yeah. So at the end of the conversation, um, you know, we exchanged numbers. And the very next morning, one of the people that attended the meetup made a post and said, you know, um, guys, after last night's meetup, I realized there's some pretty, you know, dope folks in this room. We post all of this, you know, BS and haha. but why don't we share who we are, what we do and see if we can make some connections to network, you know, professionally. So okay. the profile goes on that thread and says, 
hi, I'm Jay, I'm a CPA. And when he did that, my world just lit up like, oh my God, this is the same guy that I've been talking to, the intellectual, you understand, the intelligent, non-descriptive person is this handsome guy, you know, that I met just the other night. This, this was like the stars aligning, you know? So <laughs> I actually went in his inbox and was like, I did not know, you know, I didn't know that you were that guy that I just met last night, right? And he was like, you didn't know that? No. And we laughed about that, you know? And that mm. was really the start of us um, getting to know each other. Okay. And um, go ahead. Mm -hmm. So y'all in the DMs, mm -hmm. y'all mm -hmm. talking back and forth, okay? Y'all mm -hmm. starting to get to know each other. Mm -hmm. How often were y'all um, messaging back and forth? We messaged back and forth for about at most a week um, because I had got his phone number the night that we met in person, you know, that night that we had the meeting greet. And the basis of that messaging was simply this. He came at me with a, a truth. And I say a truth because what I've learned about him over these seven years is that Jay was really good at presenting truths and then stuffing them with lies. And the way we react as humans, we don't, we don't look to uncover truths if they already exist, right? right? So he led with this truth and I never digged beyond the truth. So what he said to me, oh, he wow. came to me with this, yeah. So he came with this alleged um, transparency. And, and when we get to the end of the story, this will all make sense. But now I understand why he did that because what he was doing in those two months was he was studying my behaviors. And this is the dangers of meeting someone online because you put out certain bits of information you basically equip a person with the tools needed to appear to be everything you want, right? Exactly. So he, came, so he came to me with transparency, his transparency at that moment, that wasn't really real, but he said, hey, look, I've been talking to you for a couple of months. You know, I met you in person. Um, I really like you. I think you're beautiful. You're intelligent. You know, he gave, he, he laid out you know, what he thought of me and he said, um, but I want to be honest with you. I'm a new divorcee. I've been in a relationship for 13 years, married 10 of them. Um, you know, my ex-wife and I just got divorced four months ago and I'm not a healed man. And um, I don't, I'm not in the space, even if I wanted to commit to anyone, I just can't right now because I know that I have some healing to do, but it, I, I would like to just take my time and get to know you and maybe you'll let me take you out someday if that's okay with you. Okay. So you so, understand? So mm -hmm. the healing process, he's going through it. He's just right. been divorced. Mm -hmm. um he's recently allegedly. out of the divorce <laughs> allegedly allegedly he's recently right. out of the divorce he's mm -hmm. really just going through something you know um i really like you um I, I would like to pursue you at some point basically but you know mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still going through some stuff i'm healing right right that, okay. that was what he came with and for me um just to give you where i was at so i had just gotten back on the market to date um, my, my last relationship ended with cheating and he had gotten the woman pregnant. So I spent, you know, Yikes. a year and a half. Yeah. Just kind of being single and celibate because I'm a firm believer of you do not bring past baggage forward because if you're going to make John pay for Jack's problems and you should stay with Jack. And okay. so, um, well, let me I, ask you this. Mm hmm. Okay, seeing as though he was recently out of a divorce and he had been out of the divorce for four months, what were your thoughts in, in that aspect? Like, did you feel like he was safe to date? You know, because it does take a, a healing process mm 
um, mm-hmm. after a person leaves a relationship, especially a marriage. What What did mm-hmm. you um, think in that regard? For me, I felt he was safe to date because one, he he exercised awareness, he exercised okay. transparency, and because of the space that I was in, freshly back on the market, I wasn't looking to settle down with the first man who fancied me anyway. I had no desire to. Um, just be committed in that moment. I was just interested in getting to know people, see what's out there, see how the dating game has changed and enjoy that process. And so us getting to know each other didn't, to me, didn't have any effect on, you know, um, it was cool that he was willing to heal. And, you know, that's, you don't really hear that, you know, you hear more of the bitter side of bad marriages and things like that. And so for me, right. I was, I was totally okay with that. It didn't okay. bother me in the least bit. So, did you ask him why he got divorced? Um, over the next four months, yes. So from that moment in November of that year, we spent four months talking on the phone before we even went on a date. Okay. He didn't, I didn't let him take me out until my birthday the following year. So we started talking just to give that timeline. We had right. two months talking on the internet from September to November. And then we spent four months from November to March talking on the phone. He became like my 6 a.m. call. You know, I'm driving to work. He's driving to work. And we religiously did that every day. And through those four months, he really started to break down like his version. And I have to say that his version of like where his marriage started to go wrong. You know, he was like a very, quote unquote, private person. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he he as he, quote unquote, got comfortable with getting to know me, he wanted to share more of what actually led to the breakdown of their marriage. So over time, I did learn his version of what what went wrong. Did he acknowledge anything that he did wrong within that relationship or where he messed up at in that relationship? Um, he did, but it was okay. more it was more of, again, these basic truths, surface things like being comfortable, um, getting too comfortable, forgetting like, you know, the foundation of selflessness. You know, when you become married, you become selfless for your partner. Things like that. It was it was things like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, what? he didn't talk about I cheated, and and uh, he basically said like. Uh, so just let me just give you the because nobody knows who he is anyway. So the premise of his marriage and some of this I found out through family later on. There was some again some truth to it, but he was lying about the entire the the rest of the premise. So okay. basically, this was a high value man that had a lot of money. Um, he traditionally married this woman, took her from her parents' house straight to, you know, making an honest woman out of her, took care of her. He did all that stuff, the provider thing and so forth and so on. She ended up, uh, you know, once she got the kid, she ended up turning into a lesbian through in the middle of the marriage and basically did not have sex with him for, according to him, five years. And he tried to stay, you know, yeah. And um, it was like, you know, they, the family said they felt like it was a whole money grab. She never really was into men. She was never interested. She just wanted to secure, you know, a bag with a baby so that she could make sure that she would be straight and then just had no regard for the marriage. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And some of that actually turned out to be, there was some truth in that, actually. So, again, he leads with these truths and you know, you, you don't realize that there's 10, there's 10 times the amount of lies that sits behind the truth. <laughs> okay. Listen, um, girl, you ain't said nothing but a word. I <laughs> um, definitely, definitely understand where you're coming from all the way. Mm-hmm. I definitely understand where you're coming from. I'm going to read the super chat. Shout out to C mother. 
and rose up in here hitting that super chat button it does work we see it works um baby y'all ain't gonna get no good content like this at nowhere else hit that super chat hit that like button do that i got on my elf hat so if y'all hear bells ringing honey my my daughter got me um decked out this morning so <laughs> that's cute. what the bells are absolutely if i may ask um concrete are you there <clears throat> yes i'm here can you guys hear me yes yes um i if, if if it's okay with you because you know it's easy for me to because i want to be as transparent as possible it's easy for me to give what my perspective of myself is and what my perspective of him is would you be willing to give me what is what is or was at that time your perspective of me as a woman from what you were able to see and indulge me you know as and what was your perspective of jay just so that it gives the audience a real understanding from an outside perspective not just my own um i would say my perspective of you was very <clears throat> bubbly um articulate smart um <clears throat> very um uh, what, what's the word I could use? Um, you would post like very thought provoking conversation. Um, you were pretty different from everyone else in the group. Um, you stood out because you um, were posting this thought provoking conversation and your personality just kind of shined through um, through your, your posts. Um, <clears throat> very attractive, you know, smart, um, you know, very, uh, well-traveled um you seem to be you know in my opinion based off from what i could see um you know a very a very good woman um <clears throat> as it relates to him i found him to be um very smart um a bit self-absorbed but um very very intelligent um high value um you know great earner um educated <clears throat> hardworking. um i believe he had a you know high career and in, in the field that he worked in um very athletic very um nice build very you know um in shape um but he was very nice um like kind of like whenever when i did meet him the guy who would come in and you know the the next round is on me i'm buying drinks for everybody Okay, so um, he wasn't going to let her just eat by herself and he just paying her check. He paying for the whole table. Yeah, that's the type of guy he was. Okay. Looking out for everybody. And ve oh my gosh, very charming and like, like a gentleman. Like did not believe in like letting ladies get the door and things of that nature at all. Like at all. Okay. I'm going to read these super chats and then I do have another question. Shout out to Gaston's World for the super sticker. Shout out to you, Gaston. Thank you so much. And shout out to KD up in this thing. KD, what's going on? We certainly, certainly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay. You meet him. He is everything did you ever get to a point to where you know you will have these thought processes like if it's so if it's too good to be true then maybe there's something below the surface did you ever have that thought process um no because i think to some degree 
that limits our thinking than it does uh, enhances it because I feel like um, if you if you do the proper discernment and evaluating and things like that, you know, like if something's too good to be true, then how do we aspire to 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 have the best of everything? How do we aspire to have the best education or the best home or the best life? You understand what I'm saying? So right. I feel like that's such a paradox that I don't tend to live by that. You know, it's, it's almost like it's almost like subconsciously looking for negatives to be reality. And so mm-hmm. this is why I'm a big firm believer of proper discernment, you know, making sure you evaluate, have this, you know, doing is doing what you need to do so that if something ends up being wrong, you can't say, you know, you, you did what, you know, you can't, you can't stop everybody from fooling you. You know what I'm saying? Um, but doing what you need to do so that way, you know, you, you, you did the right things. And this is just not a product of your negligence, but I don't really move by the whole too good to be true. Gotcha. Got you. Got you. Got you. So did, was he um, always consistent within that period of time dating and stuff? Was he super duper consistent? Oh yes. Um, even through the, even through the uncovering of who he truly was, that surface level of him was super consistent wine and dine. I can tell you the things that to this day, and we are no longer together, but to this day, um, endearing, affectionate, romantic, charming, chivalrous, expressive, you know, um, you know, cause men are afraid to communicate, not him, um, vulnerable, those things it's almost like they're on autoplay like those mm-hmm. are the things that will never leave and even in like you know what 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 reveals to be the worst version of him i think that those things have to be a constant because when you really uncover who this person is you have nothing to fight for if he doesn't have those things consistent if that makes sense it does. so when when the masks start to come off that's the that's that's what triggers your that's what confuses you because you're like wait a minute you know what i'm saying like he, we, we could have a bad argument, but he's still going to say, you know, I love you. And, you know, to this, like, even at the worst of our situations, he's never like called me out of my name and none of that stuff. So yeah, that was um, super consistent. And I think for him, um, he was very, cause like, like, he, um, like Concrete said, he's very um, self-absorbed. And I think he had been used to women just falling for that charm and that surface area out the gate. But I, it took me a total of three years to really say, okay, he's the one. At the peak of me dating, I was dating four, and I know somebody's going to make a comment about this, but I was dating four high value men at one time. He okay. was the CPA. I was dating a doctor, a politician, and an engineer. And his scenario wasn't, it's not that it's a bad scenario, but of, of those four men, if I had to place them at a rank, he actually sat at number four in terms of like just life. Like he was the only person who had already been married. He was a divorcee. So he had certain natural baggages emotionally that these other men didn't have. He had mm-hmm. a child and that's not a negative thing because I too have a child, but these men were childless. So there was just certain things that he came with already that the other men didn't come with. His biggest advantage was that I had more time in with him. So when feelings started to develop, he he took the front he took the front lead in that but in terms of having some quality you know men suiting me i wasn't i was i was impressed by you know jay but i wasn't like it wasn't like it was the first and it wasn't like he would be the last and so i wasn't so you weren't off, just head yeah. over heels it, sprung right. off back no absolutely not right gotcha. and then remember he set that tone that 
he needed to heal. And so I wasn't going to apply um, pressure or try to change that space for him. I was just going to enjoy my life. And he also, and I was, I'm also very transparent. And so he mirrored that transparency at a surface level. And um, he understood like one thing about me, I, I, I am a woman initially, obviously, but I take pride that I'm one of the most logical women I know. And what I mean by that is, despite whatever my emotional content may be, if logic makes more sense than emotion, I will still choose logic. I will acknowledge my emotion, but I will not let that define my decision-making. And what, and I say that because even when I started to have feelings, I understood that there still may be a chance that he and, he and I may not end up together because he has to heal. This is his journey and I'm not gonna place I'm not going to force my emotions on something that he's not ready for. Does that make sense? It makes so absolute I kept, sense. Yeah. So I kept my guard up and I continued to date. I, I, I allowed him, I allowed myself to enjoy him in our moment, and, but didn't lose sight of the fact that we're just dating. And so I think for him, that was also something that I was a challenge for him because he had other women that he had ran through and, you know, that they, they were, fa- you know, they were fainting at, you know, at him and, and all these things and here i was like i like you but no you're not ready you know you understand what i'm saying so i understand totally Mm -hmm. um i just want to read this uh from one of our members who's been a member for four months shout out to eugene Steele. he says it sounds like this man is a male version of a fake pick me he played the role and so his true colors came out um eugene i have to concur with that um because you do have people not just men you do have people that will play the role because it sounds like his ex-wife also played a role um until her true colors came out so i you know i have to concur I don't with know, that like i wouldn't necessarily categorize him as a fake pick me i think like what she's describing is like he was just a very charming man anyone who comes into contact with him like i had no you know physical attraction to him because but he was like a really nice guy like that charm is on full display at all times he's just very you know like the 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 guy that all the men want to smoke a cigar with but all the women like you know are happy to be around and happy to be in his presence because he's going to treat everyone like they're special he is extremely chivalrous i don't know if i would categorize him as a fake pick me but definitely a charmer well what i would have to say is in regards to like the fake pick me or um the person that is everything everything to everybody he's great he's handsome he's smart he's fun but there tends to be a dark side to most people and if you have a certain thing on display but not all like um not all your bs on display to me that's a certain degree of being fake but most people present a representative before they present mm-hmm. who they actually are before yeah. you oh, figure out who he, they actually are he had an obvious dark side at the surface okay his ego okay his ego so that was the the obvious dark dark side gotcha. he had a very inflated ego he had a very inflated ego like concrete said and um so much so much so now that, I, now that i've learned what this how you know what he really was it makes sense now but that was that was something that was always a little off-putting you know it's like he always needed to you know showboat that he is this you know he's this guy he's that guy but again when you don't have anything to uncover and i'm just using this as an example 
the house is not a lie. The career is not a lie. You know, the, you know, the fact that he's a good dad, like, because there's no lies to match it, you don't really, you know, you kind of just, okay, well, his ego is a little bit extreme, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock somebody off their confidence pedestal. I'm pretty confident. I just don't have this crazy ego. You understand what I'm saying? So. Okay. Let me read these super chats. Mm -hmm. Okay. Shout out to black wizard. He says too good to be true. Doesn't necessarily mean you're looking for negatives. Negatives are a part of reality. There should be something you don't like because you're different people. If not, he's building a personality around you. Well, she just kind of highlighted that he did have a huge ego, that some of his bullshit was actually on display, and she recognized it. Would that be safe to say, Lulu? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I recognized it, but I didn't see it as a... It wasn't a deterrent. It wasn't a deterrent. It was just a little like, wow, like his ego is, you know, a bit large, but it wasn't, it wasn't a deterrent. Okay. Because I do want to get with you about types. Um, um, let me read the rest of these. Shout out to Dane C. He said, wait, you had other dating options, but you chose him? Yeah, she, she highlighted why she chose him. Um, shout out to Fitness. He says, being charming is being a fake pick me. Um, thank you so much for that. Okay. Now I do want to want to get into types a little bit. Do you have a certain type? Because now I'll, and I'll give you an example. Um, one thing that I recognized about myself at one point is that I had a thing for uh, guys who were players. Um, I had a thing for taming the player. I had a a, a theme to where I wanted to tame certain guys. Like if guys had big egos, um, they were able to actually to kind of capture a room, if capture the room, if they walked into a room, everybody was on their guys D. I had a thing for those type of men. Um, would you say that you had a certain type? I do have a certain type. It's not the, so how do I, how to describe it? So I would date a man who's six, three, and I would date a man who's five, five. And I'm saying that because you see like how this preference versus standard, I'm not mm -hmm. a big preference person. I'm a standard person. And so my right. type falls with the standards across the board. So right. if, if I like intelligence, then I like intelligence. Um, if I, you know, if I want the person I'm with to be, um, career established because the difference between having a job and having an actual career, right? A career you can like build a life around and things like that that's across the board. So I do, I, you know, a man who's healthy, that's a non-negotiable for me. And I don't mean just physically, just mind and body. You know, when I think about the end, the happy ending of being somebody's wife, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the nurturer. I'm the one cooking meals in the house and things like that. I don't want an unhealthy man because I don't want, I don't want to be a participant in overeating or, you know, getting out of shape and things like that. So yeah, I do have a, I do have a type, but the aesthetics of that can vary as long as the core standards are met. Okay, would you say that you're attracted to a man that has like big dick energy? <laughs> That's the best way I could really figure to put it. Um, yeah, but what do, what do we define? Because some people find some crazy big dick energy in fuck boys. So yeah, I mean, I think big dick energy comes with educated lanes too, but that's based on perspective. You understand what I'm saying? It does. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the thing with a guy that's charming and charismatic and he has the um, finances and the shit to back it up. And then he walks mm -hmm. in a room and he 
takes control of the room. He tilts the room. That's that big, big energy. And he doesn't have to be the Pookie or the Ray Ray to possess that. Sometimes it's just what it is. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, shout out to Dane C. He says you saw his dark. You said you saw his dark side, but still chose him over the rest of the other men. Um, this is the thing though, Dane, and this is what I think we all have to realize. Um, when it comes down to seduction and seducing, um, most people want their partner in crime. Um, most people will see things in a person that. Um, they see in themselves. Um, most people want to have fun in their relationships. You don't necessarily want the guy that's a stick in the mud, but you don't want the full fledged criminal either. Like you, you kind of want somebody like I'll kill a nigga if necessary, but that's not generally my go to thing. But I, I don't need the guy that's scary. I want the guy that's fun. Um, most women want these men. So don't, don't, um, sit over here and try to front because some some men like women with dark sides hence that's why we're in the men child I'm not gonna go there on y'all today I'm, I'm gonna relax <laughs> I'm gonna relax well, but you know um yeah um shout out to black to wizard answer. he says charm is a double-edged sword if they can work a room they can work you too okay he, black wizard is not lying but to answer Dane's question um when when i chose him he hadn't so what i was saying was somebody had asked i guess whether anything that would be outstandingly weird to me and i'm saying at that time the only thing that was was his inflated ego and that may not necessarily be a dark side but i just i i said that if i had to give him a dark side at the moment it was the inflated ego the ego was extremely high um but again when you when you when you check the things that make the ego they backed up. So you kind of let it ride. I didn't see like, he didn't show like things that I, that we're about to get to now, like the insecurity, the jealousy, the condescending mm. and all the things that started to creep out once I actually said, okay, we can like, once he basically professed his love and that he was in love and he wanted to be together and I cut everybody off and chose him. That's when he came in like a thief in the night and just pulled off the mask and it just got worse for it just, it just went left from there. Okay, let's hop off into that then. Mm-hmm. So y'all oh, wow. DMing, y'all meet, y'all went on, um, how many dates did you, would you say that, would you estimate that you, y'all went on before? Count, you, uh, <laughs> countless um, trips, <laughs> we went on trips. No, before y'all um, actually got together. Oh, that's Bo- what I'm saying, countless. Oh, wow. <laughs> trips. Um, <laughs> five the the finest of restaurants dining um you know fitness dates like we we, yeah we we didn't went to miami together tennessee together uh skiing in in vermont together a weekend in the hamptons and um my south beach together and you know uh you know uncle jack's you know it's a really upscale you know steakhouse here stk dinners and you know, Girl, yeah, ain't like even he took me to STK and we married. Child. Oh, we, yeah, we just I can we, attest to a lot of what she's saying because I'm aware. So she's being completely honest. Like he, you know, um, <clears throat> likes the finer things and he would, you know, I, I, I've seen evidence of them going on these lavish dates and I'm aware of the vacations and the trips and stuff like that. So 
um i can attest to everything she's saying let me ask you this now this is gonna get a, a smidge personal but i'm i'm curious That's for okay. myself because i'm curious honey i like a That's good story right. child so okay was you giving it up on these trips did you have a waiting period how did that work out Oh, um, once I gave it up, girl, I was busting it wide open. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> but um, so and so and and while I don't as a, as a grown up, I don't really, I don't. You'll never hear me judge or you know give a comment about what people's timelines are. Um, but that still matters to a lot of men, especially more traditional men. So just to kind of lay that out, um, it took me seven months to physically engage him. So okay. it was at, yeah, after those, you know, those two months online, the four months in person and um, three dates, which one of them, we actually went to Atlantic City, you know, for like a full day and one overnight. And at the end of that third date, um, and it, it was me, he actually waited till I was ready. And our third date is when we, you know, we slept together. We went to the gym and worked out. And for those who are into fitness, know that workouts are some of the easiest ways to be highly, you know, <laughs> aroused. <laughs> and uh we went to the gym, worked out. We went to a Thai restaurant and the hormones were there. We were like, you know, look, um, you done working out? I know I'm not. Let's really work out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, because um, it's bad. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, you know, but yeah. <laughs> and so at that point, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was busting it open. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Shout out to there. I said it. He says, wow, ego confidence is a dark side. Fine. Get you yourself a broke, humble man. Problem solved. Mm. No. Told so us. I'm going to, no, I'm going to, there, I'm going to come. Like you said right. ego. Exactly. Right. Like I, again, you guys have to hear the content in full because I said as a confident woman, I like the ego and I always took it as confidence that's why i didn't see it as a possibly a dark side but when we get into the dark side i will explain exactly what that inflated ego looks like but go ahead uh go ahead sister george i'll let you lead <laughs> okay so you gave it up y'all was going on these fly ass dates you enjoying it he enjoying it y'all having a good ass time when did the red flags start to come in like what like what were some of the red flags that you noticed um okay so we're at this point uh so we you know our our dating venture really started in 15 like i said it took me about it took us about three years to really make it official so um i would say it's 2017 it's about two a little over two years in heading towards that third year um it was clear like i knew that i i knew that i had gotten into emotional space with him um but i still was kind of enjoying my dating as well and i knew that he had gotten to an emotional space with me um but you know neither of us had talked about like commitment and i had said to him i was being transparent i said you know um i just want to be clear that i feel like i may be ready for a relationship before you will based on the you know uh where you are with divorce and where i've been with you know, my relationship, I had time to heal. And you kind of just, I said, so just know that, you know, I'm, th there's really not pressure there. But if you know, I'm a single woman, I want I want to be clear about that. I don't want to be misleading. And I don't want to lead you on. So I've never lied to him. I'm not actually saying to him, Hey, I'm going on a date with Jack and john. That's like really rude. I don't need to say that. 
but I wanted to make sure that I was honest. And I had said that, um, if at any point that I feel emotional and I want to commit, then that, you know, if you're not that person, then, you know, it won't be no love lost. I enjoyed every moment we spent and, you know, that, that will be that. And once I said that, um, that's when things started to like slightly shift. I started, he started to like, you know, make comments about what I was doing and where I was going and these little jealousies. And we started like, like having arguments, but meanwhile, he's still on social media misbehaving. And I don't mean like, you know, he wasn't my boyfriend. I don't mean misbehaving, but it's like for you to want to have complaints about my behavior, which is really not on display. It's just you being aware that you don't have me to yourself. You're over here, you know, flirting online and stuff like that. And I'm not, don't check me, check you, you know? And so that was what now I see as a flag. But when, when you're not, when you're not paying attention uh, critically, it's just signs of emotional banter. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's been jealous over somebody they loved before, you know? So again, I didn't, I didn't read into it too much. And um, right when I basically called him out on it, he basically dropped the, that was the moment he dropped the, you know, the love bomb. Like, look, I've been trying to fight my feelings, you know, for so long. I'm, I'm in love with you. You know, I actually, over these two years, I fell in love with you. I mm -hmm. want to be there. I'm afraid of commitment. I know, you know, that was part of it. And I did, you know, I have been healing and, you know, um, I don't, I don't want, I, I know I want a life with you. And I know that, you know, I want to be married again. I want to do these things again. Obviously it takes time, but I'm not willing to, you know, let you go. I'm in love with you. Like, and that was at the moment where I thought it was real. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh my God, you are crazy for thinking it's real. Um, when people tell you stuff like that and then they've been engaging you, the sex is usually like hella bomb you really enjoying yourself. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you believe that? You you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna read these super chats. Um, a shout out to Eugene Steele. He says, from what I've learned from this live and the one that Chantel Simone did on Fake Pick Me's, dating and Courtney, courting are two tricky games. It seems you made the right pick, but you get a surprise. Um, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, shout out to Mr. Hyde. He says, this sounds fishy. Something's not adding up. You wanted a monogamous fuckboy. Um, it will get off into some other things because I do have some um, other questions. Um, shout out to the RX0. He says, Lulu, respectfully, you stated you have a liking for men with an intellect. What do men women mean by this? It's viewed as laughable with when women voice their affinity for men who are bookworm types. I don't really understand. That. Right. What does that mean? <laughs> like that's laughable. Um, right. Uh a shout out to China White up in this thing. Hey, China. Thank you so much for coming through. Um, let me get back to the Yarg Zero. I'll say this. Um when a man is able to express intellect and he's able to teach you things that you don't normally know outside of your normal comfort zone, um, if he's able to hold a great conversation about life and um, consciousness and computers and tech and stocks and he's self-aware 
or he presents a, a picture of self-awareness. Um, he's well read. He, you can mention a book and he said, oh, well, I've read that before. And I thought this, that, and the third about a book. That's the type Absolutely. of things that women love. If he's able to fix Absolutely. things. Oh my God, the masculinity. Absolutely. Yes. Women want someone who can enhance their lives. And a man who is book smart, a man who is intelligent, a man who is well-read, they enhance your life. They're teaching you. That means that you're not only under their leadership, but you're under their tutelage. And that's a very attractive thing for any woman worth her salt. Yeah. Um, so, you know, women, women do like intelligent guys. We, you know, there's nothing worse than going out with a dumb ass nigga. Oh my God. Like I'm he sorry. ain't got shit to talk about. about. He's boring as shit. I'm he, telling you, Grand Theft Auto, that's the extent of his conversation. <laughs> like, come on. Child, Stop right. it. Let me read and, this. And uh, concrete. Oh, oh go, go ahead, ahead Lulu. I'm sorry. No, I'm just going to say in concrete, um, again, you know, you're able to attest to the display of intellect um, Absolutely. <laughs> via the things that Jay would speak about. I mean, they range from political science to legal matters, to the black community, to, you know, uh, sports, um, theology. Like, I mean, again, Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not making this stuff up. <laughs> Um, Theo Waff, uh, I think American women should stay with F boys. <laughs> Us men who want marriage, we will use our passports. Enjoy. I defer to Pookie. Theo, but you got played by several women, um, of, of who were foreign, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Mm, mm. Um, a shout out to Black Wizard. He says the problem with accepting an extremely charming person with a tempting dark side is you feel they're not good enough for you, but they can spend the problems to make it seem not so bad. The risk with charm is they will work you. Um, I think you bring about a good point, um, Black Wizard. Thank you so much yeah. for that super chat. Um, okay. Let me get off into so the you, good the good stuff, aka the bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, child. Okay. Did you meet his parents? Like how did that go? So his father was already dead by the time um we got there, and his mother was actually dying of cancer. Um mm -hmm. she was hospitalized often. I would talk to her. Um, I did see her in the hospital before, um, you know, FaceTime, but she already was like, uh, not like in the home functionally by the time we got very close. She ended up dying, um, not, you know, not too long after we committed. His parents were much older. So, um, yeah, okay. but um, I met his daughter, I met his sisters and, and that sort of thing. Yes. What was their reaction to you when you met them? So he apparently had told them a lot about me. They were like, you know, of course they were like, oh, you're beautiful. And he has told me so much about you. And they knew of all my accolades. You know, um, he had told them about like, you know, that I was an accountant like him. I'm not a certified public one, but I, I, my career was in accounting. Um, they, he knew, they knew that I owned investment property. They knew like how well my daughter was raised. So they like, before I could even speak about anything of myself, they kind of had it all out, laid out to them already by his enthusiasm. And so they were really thrilled and excited to meet me. Okay. 
Okay. You know, um, one thing that I would always use, like if a man, because parents, people will help their family members cheat. They'll help their family members be deceptive. Um, uh -huh. And, you know, I was curious as to did you, uh, were you able to pick up anything in that regard? Because, you know, I'll always say like what the, what the man doesn't reveal, his friends will. Um, and oh, his sister revealed, his sister ended up revealing a lot, but we'll get there. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, how was it when you met his friends? Like, what were his friends like? Um, they were cool. They were cool. These were like his, you know, he's a, he's a very like low key person, but his friends he's had for like 20, 30 years, like the same way he met my friends. They were cool, but I don't, when it comes to friends, especially the boys, I don't take too much stock. Like I, I could feel the energy of, they knew I was his girlfriend, but I don't mm -hmm. hold that in such high regard when it comes to friends, because friends are the first line of defense when, when the people were doing dirt, you know what I mean? They're going right. to assume the position faster than anyone else. And I never lose sight of that. You know, sometimes you'll hear people like, even his friend is a liar. Like that's not their role to be truthful to you, honey. Their role is to be that person's friend. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I take that with a grain of salt, but they were cool. They were definitely cool. Okay. Okay. Cause I was looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, you're the sum of the people that you have around you. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. if the friends are carrying fuckery, if you can peep out the fuckery and the friends, they're attracted to the same type of energy. So, you know, I was kind of curious in that regard because, you know. Oh, he had like a, so he had like a mix. So he had one friend that was like married, you know, loving his wife. And, you know, they had like a baby and doting. And well, two of them were married. One, um, he wasn't married. He was a teacher. I didn't know much about his like personal life. And then there was, there was one fuck boy. Like he was the like, he was a sanitation worker. So you know how like some of the fuck boys also come in like the, Listen. uh, the, like, like the cops, the correction officers, never the, the trust the uniform man. Honey. Yeah. A uniform. <laughs> yeah. So he was, he was the uniformed, um, he was the uniform fuck boy. Absolutely. And the funny okay. thing is for a short period of time, the uniform fuck boy, um, pursued a friend of mine. Like, so he had like a, a fight party and, you know, my dude was like, you know, why don't you bring a couple of your friends? So I just brought a couple of single girls. There's a few people, whatever he and I are together, but you know, I brought a couple of them and I'm not big on friends hooking up. Like, I don't, I don't do that. If y'all do it on your own, that's fine. But I don't want any envy comparisons. I don't want to be in the middle of it. So they basically hooked up on their own and, um, their relationship obviously went it was completely different from ours and ironically jay didn't like the way his friend treated my friend um mm. you know yeah he would be very vocal about it and very irritated about it like you know this is not you know this is this is this bullshit you know men just you know always you know end up doing this fuckery he didn't like it he didn't like it at all none of us did but um jay didn't experience didn't spare any expense so it wasn't like he enabled his friend's fuckery you know he couldn't control what his friend did but he didn't right. enable his friend's fuckery at all. So that was that was something that appeared to be pretty upstanding. Cause usually you just gotta play the role your friends play. And he really didn't like it. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't enable it. Yeah. Um, shout out to Black Vulcan 21 for the super chat. Um, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, Black Wizard called it sophisticated fuckery. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, Ooh. oh um, I like that one. <laughs> right. That's pretty good, right? Uh, yeah, that's uh, I like that. very <laughs> that's a good one. Thank you, Black Wizard. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't know if we went down the list of red flags, but if we didn't, I do wanna highlight the list They're of red up. flags that you noticed. 
So, um, so the, the things I've noticed, like I said, and this is what we'll get to the ego being inflated. Gotcha. That was a flag, but something that based on there being no, nothing to kind of solidify that as a flag, I let it ride. Um, the jealousy, okay. um, to me was a flag, but, um, jealousy I mean, in when you went out or jealousy of you being associated with other men. The jealousy of him not, you know, it might have been more so being associated with other men. He didn't really say anything about me going out and just hanging out with my friends and stuff. And, you know, at that point, he really had no, he didn't have no, no reign over me because we weren't committed. You know what I'm saying? So showing those signs of jealousy um, would be looked at as a flag. But I mean, I think we've all had a moment in our time where we get a little jealous, you know, mm -hmm. and before that jealousy could turn into anything else like rage or anything. He decided if I really want this girl, I got to step up and do what I need to do. And that's when that whole professional love came. So it was the jealousy, what would have been a streak was short lived because he just said, you know what? I got to step up if I'm going to, you know, I can't be mad that she's doing her, but I mm -hmm. haven't stepped up. And that's where he, he, he self-resolved his own jealousy in that moment. So, so he, he basically was like, I got to lock you down and he locked you down. Yes, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, so y'all finally... So, um, we finally, he finally falls in love. He professes his love. Um, and, and this was in 2018. And so I basically, once he does that, I cut the other guys off and I moved to say, Hey, we're going to be in a relationship. So just want to paint an external picture of what life was like for us at this time. Um, okay. and our personal lives, there were a lot of things going wrong. And I'll tell you, I'll start off with what was going on in my world. Um, I had landlord tenant issues in my investment property that cost me about 30, like I, I, the amount of problems I have with these tenants and lawsuits and damages to the property, they basically put me in a mid five figure amount of debt. Okay. Um, I had in 2018, I quit my job to start my practice full time, um, and do some real estate flipping. My friends and I got robbed, um, and a deal gone bad out of $40,000. Okay. And um, it was just a nightmare. So I, I was, so, and then I had a, I had an apartment that a family member was living in and they rent, they almost got the apartment evicted and ran up the, the rent $10,000. And so life was crashing in my own world for me. You know what I mean? Like things right. were just like happening left and right. It was horrible. On his side, believe it or not, he was going through divorce. Remember, he told me he was freshly divorced. So we're going to get to that. Um, okay. He was going through a divorce. And um, this was a this was probably the biggest flag. But I mean, not ever being married. I really had a very naive understanding of how divorce works. So they had a condo and they had a house. Mm -hmm. So when I met him, he lived in the house, not the condo. He said the condo was what he had purchased when they you know, obviously first got together when he proposed, he bought the condo for them to move into. He bought the second property when they legally separated, right? Um, to move out, but he wasn't gonna move her out and so forth and so on. So basically he went to sell the property. He had been talking about, you know, now that I've, you know, I'm, I'm you know, in this space and moving forward with you, I just wanna do it every, away with everything that had to do with my ex-wife and just kind of start fresh. I'm gonna sell this house. You know, I stand to make about, you know, 300,000 from the sale. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just going to buy a new home and just kind of, you know, start a new life. Right. And when he went to sell, she sued him for the proceeds of the house. That should have been my flag. But again, me not understanding that they were still actually married because, you know, now I know if you are already divorced and you didn't sue him for that house or, or either way, 
while married, then if you divorce and that's finalized, you can't go back and take something that you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, um, because usually that stuff is separated within the divorce, right? Within the divorce, right? But yeah, I, so I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't realize that that's what was happening. You know what I'm saying? Like that wasn't something I understood. And again, he was leading with these troops. He was telling me as these things was happening, like you know, you know, she's. I can't believe she's doing this. Like, I mean, I didn't left her with everything else. I left her with a condo. I left her with the car. I even, you know, agreed. At, you know, when we set, when we when we split, that I would still pay the mortgage she would just pay the common charges like you know what kind of sh and remember the whole thing about the money grab had truth to it some of the family had confirmed it so this looked like it was another moment of her just being able to pull some money you know and he right. was livid completely fucking livid right um but again if i would have known i would have realized this is because y'all are still married and you you lied right so I'm, I'm not even connecting the dots there i'm so focused on what's going on in my life he's sharing this you know surface level truth about what's happening so now we're in this very awkward space in our own personal lives. Um, okay. So I'm not paying attention to the issues that I like I should in a relationship. Because right at you that had, same time, but you let let's give you some credence to the things that you had going on when you are going through big money issues and you're losing tens of thousands of dollars within a yo. short period of time. Most people are not going to like sit around and actually pay attention some things will lack yeah this was so bad i was ready to just take a match and burn my house up and just say take it like it was it was really like this this cash cow went into a burning pit of hell and right one, and quickly it was yeah and i and i hadn't i had never really experienced this financial type of turmoil i was very good and astute with credit and i had this house for a few years and I just did not end up with a good set of tenants. The, and I, the rules and the laws, I had bought the house in a different state that I lived in. And their landlord tenant rules definitely have more favor of the tenant. And it just went, it was horrible, like horrible. So I'm spiraling and I'm not really paying attention. And he's fighting divorce, which I don't realize that that's what it is. But in his own world, he's spiraling too. So his whole high value shit starts to like fall apart, you know? Right. Um, so... You know, so now we're trying to like, quote unquote, be comforting to each other, but we both realize we got a lot of stuff going on. So right. now it's like, you showed me all the highs financially, right? It would be real potential to me to say, well, you don't have the money you used to have, so I'm leaving. You know what I'm saying? At this point, I'm okay with shooting in the gym with you if you're going through something. You've already shown, like you came in the door with your work being presented and things like that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, right. it's he more really of a presented a picture. Yeah, like this is more the same way, like my stuff is falling apart. I'm not going to be losing a house forever. I'm not going to be broke forever. Like, that's not my reality. So I'm not going to, like, say, well, you don't deserve me anymore. That would be really, like, you know, gold digging type of thing. And while, yes, a man's financial status matters to me, I'm not going to leave a man the moment there's a tipping point in the financial status. You understand right. what I'm saying? So, right. so we're going through that. But now this is where, these, this is where it starts getting dark. Um, here's where the inflated ego comes to light that it's something wrong. He's in the gym. Like the one thing he would do is be in the gym every day. He's sending me videos of himself working out every single day. And let's say five minutes go by. I might not be near my phone. Um, I didn't get to like it fast enough. Like, oh, so now you don't want to like my, now you don't want to like my videos. What are you not attracted to me anymore? And I'm like, what? Like, I, I didn't have my phone in my hand. Oh, well, when you're at my house, your phone's always in your hand. So how come you don't have it in your hand now? I'm like, but I was, oh, I was wow. going to like the photo. You know what I mean? I, right. So imagine it's just kind of flipping like in, in one day, like what, you know, it was like, what? Um, 
the over the over instilling of like you know um you sh you know like i would want to put like you know women have a problem with you know sucking their man's dick proverbially like what's wrong with showing a man affection and showing him and telling him my love language is words of affirmation and it was so gaslighting right it was so gaslighting i was like what the hell is wrong with you imagine if i didn't tell you you look good i don't have a problem telling you look good every time i see you because i want you to be the best version of yourself you look better than half of these women like it, it just it so it was like what so that's it, why like, I say it was, it was absolutely a dark crazy because you're not expecting yo, it you're chilling no yes this is girl said, wait a minute i gotta get these to super chats out the way before i lose them let me get these out the way because honey we got to get off into this shout out to kill deuce he said lulu what would he say about you if he was on the panel i already got that covered let it let me do this interview kill i got you um shout out to black wizard he says sophisticated fuckery if you're going to treat her with no respect at least do it respectfully um now that's some sophisticated <laughs> bullshit right there that is that, that's that bullshit <laughs> respectfully disrespect her <laughs> yes <laughs> that's some sophisticated fuckery right there um shout out to black vulcan 21 again he says to me his confession of love was only based on stopping you from messing with other men it was not really based on your relationship progressing um black vulcan, that's actual that's a great I point know he's I absolutely agree 100%. In hindsight, it's 2020, and I will not deny that. It had nothing to do with wanting to really be together. Nope. Girl, that's that narcissist. Mm, we'll get off into it. Um, a shout out to Dane C. He says, after listening to this story, I don't understand why you're still calling him an F-boy when you say you was when you say he was dealing with de deaths and stress from a divorce. Um, We going to get off into it? Okay. Thank you, Dane. Um, okay. So, so girl, right, you wasn't so, liking so, the so, pictures. He like, I posted it. You need to like it. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I compliment you was, all the time. What's up? Right. Are you cheating? Are you not attracted to me anymore? I told you that one of the things I went through in my marriage was sex deprivation. Remember, he led with these basic ass truths, right? right? With sex deprivation. So now he wants to start having sex like 10 times a day right 10 times and a day be, like yeah like and that, that's more figurative but just to give yeah i'm putting you. the exaggeration to understand that it's very unrealistic and now remember this is this whole i'm a girlfriend now so now it becomes like well you're my woman so this is now a new expectation and it's like like this is not healthy this is not normal like i didn't sign up for this you know what i'm saying so um so every time i would you know like all right so let's say we had sex three of the ten times he would want and that's like enough and it's like What's the problem? Like, you know, you and he would he would flip it and say, you know, this is like, you know, women say they want these disciplined men. I take care of myself. I make sure I'm healthy. I'm viral. Here I am feverishly trying to give myself to you, be committed, and you don't want that. You must want a nigga that want to fuck around and be with other people and cheat on you. And I was just like, so he basically started to like what I've learned was guilt me into making it seem like that I'm now the one with inadequacies. And I come mm. in this relationship falling short and it was just so cold and left field. It was like, what the entire F-U-C-K, right? Right. 
meanwhile, um, like I said, I, I wanted to let you guys know what was going on in that in that moment in our lives, because neither of us are financially really, you know, doing the things that we once did. And, you know, you go through seasons like so in a healthy relationship, if I'm married and my husband says, like, look, babe, we can't really take vacations right now. I'm just making this up because the downsides in the job and blah, blah, blah. We can sit at home and make dates at home and chill, you know, for for a few months. I'm not going to stress about that. So, um, so like we weren't going out on dates. I would come over every weekend and he would still, again, that surface, he would still be endearing, charming, affectionate. Those things would never stop, but it uh -huh. would be these arguments that would occur now. So it's like, you want me to still keep this order of this like high, high, you know, on a cloud girlfriend, but you are slowly declining as this boyfriend and you're blaming it on. You know, and then he starts saying, you're not empathetic. Like, you see what I'm going through right now. I'm losing my house. My mother's sick. Like, so he's blaming it on, like, like he's basically saying, I don't have empathy. And I'm sitting in my head like, but I do have empathy. This is why, like, despite what you're going through, I'm still here. But do you not see I'm in my own pool trying to swim or sink? And you can't help me for, for you can't help me with that because you're so lost in your grief. But that doesn't mean I can't, I have to, doesn't mean I get the permission to stop fucking you or nurturing you you get what i'm saying so why do you right. get to like blame your your lack of attention to your grief and i have to still like balance my grief and nurture you and be a girlfriend so it, this this became really twisted and one day um we had an argument that was so disturbing to this day it just sits in my head my family um goes on a trip to essence festival every year my dad's side of the family and I had lost touch with them for a few years, so I reconnected with them. And um, they were planning on going to Essence Festival in 2018. I was really excited about going with them, and I had mentioned it to him, and he said to me, I don't know what you're so hyped about Essence Festival for. The only people that go there are single women that want to fuck, and men are out there waiting to fuck them, literally. And we had this huge argument. It was, like, so bad. like. I know, because I've been out there and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was so bad. Like, I remember that moment. I felt like, I don't know how I feel about this relationship anymore. I still clearly love him, but I'm like, I this to me is total. this is not confidence. This is not this, you know, this is a really dark person coming out here. But every time I try to express, I'm feeling uncomfortable. He's, I'm realizing he's gaslighting me. He ends up guilting me. He, he, the arguments get so bad, I start getting confused about what I'm even arguing about. Like, I start to forget. Ooh. I'm struggling to remember why I'm even mad in the first place. So I'm starting, to, and, and, and here's the thing. I gave him a weak point about me in vulnerability over time, the same way he shared things. I let him know that, um, I let him know two things. I let him know that um, every now and again, little signs of only child symptom come out because I was raised as an only child. But it's not like an obvious, like, you know, most people don't think I'm selfish, but just being self-aware, there are little instances that I see that I was like, oh, I could have thought about that a little better. You know, something like that. And the other thing I told him was that um, because of how principled I am, say if, say if you do something wrong to me, right, um, Sister George, and we're friends, mm -hmm. if you can't own it and admit it and say, I'm sorry, that's principally like I hate people who don't live up to full like who are not who don't have integrity and are not highly principled. I'll right. be willing to cut the friendship off if you can't acknowledge that. That's a tall order because people will disappoint you all the time. Thanks. And so I'll end up cutting off my mom, my dad, my family. So what happened was 
I grew this really bad personality trait where when it comes to people I love, I actually become very passive. I would try to express my grief or my pain and my feelings. And if you disregard them, twist them around or make them, I'll just say, you know what? Never mind, never mind, never mind. Because I'm tr- I just want peace because I don't want to have to now yeah, face. Yeah, you don't want to constantly you know, argue and fussing and fighting yeah. and you're not getting anywhere. You're half-ass confused about what the hell yeah. is going on or why we're and arguing makes, in the first and I, place. And I will cut you off, right? And when it comes to people I love, that becomes an, a, a, an advantage point you can take advantage of. That was mm-hmm. the worst thing that I could have told him because that's exactly what he started to do to me knowing well she loves me she's going to internalize it rather than see it as a problem she's going to she's going to self she's going to self defeat herself hold it down just because she doesn't she wants to keep peace the same mm-hmm. way he has known he's seen me do that with my mom you know with my dad with my cousins he became part of that that situation the difference is he was doing it intentionally and i didn't realize what was happening to me during these during these moments okay. so i spent the le- so i spent the second half then he started complaining um like, you know, you're always challenging. He started to like now say I'm not as submissive as I once was, I guess. Um, you know, I say I want a traditional man. I want a man to lead, but I'm always contrasting him. I'm always challenging him. Like it was it was insane. Um, I'm too every time we like he would he would piss me off to get me mad and then we would argue. So of course when you argue you get loud and he would go, There you go with that Harlem hood rat shit yelling. I'm not going to have this conversation if you don't, if you don't stop yelling. So now I'm like, you know, because you want to get your point across. So I'm like, I'm not yelling anymore, but can you please stop saying, can you stop, can you stop saying that? That's pissing me off. You're telling me to calm down. And and you you see where I was going? So by the time, so now he drowns the argument out with me being belligerent and, and, and loud. He has all these complaints. So I started to say, again, my response starts to become fight or flight, like instantly. So I started saying, well, if you have all those problems, then let's just be done. Like I was always the one, to, so he never threatened the relationship because I was always the one that was the one to threaten the relationship. I wasn't the one to commit quick. I wasn't the one to, so that was something he couldn't hold over my head. So uh-huh. I started to just like instantly just be like, let's just break up. Let's just break up. Let's just break up. And then what he started doing was, and other people have told me this before, you're never going to be in a real long-term relationship if you don't learn to have patience. You think that everybody's supposed to be perfect. My family's even said that you have these asinine standards and every time a man does something you don't like you're quick to be like i'm cutting him off i'm cutting him off and i didn't hear just from him i've heard that from other people like i'm the type if you don't like vegetables i'm not dating you you know i I ain't gonna lie my standards sometimes could be a little pretentious depending on who who perceives it that way but the whole the whole problem with that um what we have to understand too is certain family members also don't have a certain standards and they'll put up with any and everything and expect you to go through Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah and that's exactly the type of family it was so they always would be the ones like in my mind it would be like i wouldn't date i wouldn't date half the men you've met in your life with someone else's heart so who are you to tell me you know that of course right um and so then the moment i would say let's be done i would be like well it seems like you like for example i would say if you have all these issues, I don't have all these issues with you. I don't know what's ha- what's going on with you lately, but it seems like you have all these issues with me. Why don't you just break up with me then? Let's just let's just call it quits. And he would and he would literally flip and say, "I didn't say I have all these issues with you. I love you." And he would lay out, oh, "You're beautiful. You're smart. Like, do you like?" I would be sitting here like, "Did he not just say?" Maybe in this argument you mentioned one thing, like I'm loud, but in the last week 
You told me you didn't like the way I look, Sub, you know, uh, 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 subconsciously. You didn't say that, you know, I'm challenging you. You didn't say that. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So now I what I say, well, if you don't exactly. like anything, call it quits. You then love bomb me with 10,000 mm -hmm. things and why you love me and just be patient and you know like real relationships you know like you can't just leave and this is what i mean you don't have empathy and and then he started to you know i'm just going through a lot right now i'm not the man i used to be and sometimes i feel bad i know you missed the dates and he would you know do that and i just i just don't want you to think that i don't this is on purpose like he would twist this whole thing around but and you know what i've noticed about um mm -hmm. fuck boys a fuck boys will gaslight you into arguing um, they do shit to kind of manipulate the situation so they can get away, so they can do whatever it is that they want. You're upset, they're upset, but they don't ever leave. And most women um, always try to figure out like why these men, if you're having such a problem, why don't you ever just leave me alone and then come back and say, well, I love you and I really, really care about you and I really do want to work on this relationship. It's just yada, yada, yada and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, you're doing such and such and such and such. And you, I think we as women kind of get kind of caught up in them saying that they love us and that they care for us and this, that, and the third. And, you know, um, sometimes this is, we really have to leave those those types of relationships. You you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read so, these super yeah. chats really quick and I'm going to let you finish. Shout out to man of mm -hmm. tomorrow. He says, Dick, the digmatized rationalization stories. Let's go. Um, we're <laughs> rationalizing on both sides. Don't, don't do that. Um, shout out to Andrew. Cause y'all rationalizing this nigga in the chat. I see y'all. Um, shout out to Andrew Wilkins. He says, is he an F boy? Cause he lied about loving you or did the guy cheat you wrong? I'm an aspiring polished F boy myself. Kind of like how women view Tupac. LOL. Baby, I can't stand Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Super chat. Wait, I got one more. Wow. Sound, shout out to one time. He says money problems knocked and drama was at the mm. door. Um, Good point. Also, shouts out to Kit Clouds, my bro, as well as KD for the cash apps. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Okay. Um, so you're saying like gaslighting you're telling him let's break up he is telling you that he doesn't want to break up he wants to be with you he loves you where i'm all these you? great things but there's this one thing i'm only talking about this one problem stop he would say stop exaggerating stop making it seem like i have a problem with everything you do and then he would remind me of all the reasons why he loved me so it makes me now drown out the fact that over the last week, I've heard you say seven things you don't like anymore. Seven things you're complaining about. You understand? We're still going through the ex excessive need for uh, uh, affirmation and attention and all these things. And he would give it, you know, he would give that. So it's like, well, I give it to you. Why can't you give it back to me? And so um, this is where there's a little internal piece of me that started saying, like my logic started to say, I don't feel good about this. But um, what was happening, and I, I literally like looked this up in a study from a, neuro, a, neuro, uh, a neuroscientist is that what this reveals to be, there's, we have two systems that function. One is a bonding system and another one is a threat system. 
And when it comes to engagements with people, not just lovers, but just people in general, those two systems are not supposed to be activated at the same time. The bonding activates when you have positive love feelings. And once you bond, that system kind of stays present when you're bonded to somebody. A threat system starts to activate in your brain when there's danger or unsafe responses. But if you have the bonding active and the threat activates, the two of them actually turn around and fight each other and start breaking each other down. And this is where it starts to make you internally dysfunction. So basically he's the abuser doing this to me, but because my brain has internally now activating both spaces, he steps away, he, he commits the act, removes himself, and then my brain breaks itself down because it's fighting itself, trying to separate the two responses. Mm. And in the end, um, literally, and this literally has happened, I've lost my memory over the last two years, like a lot. So I start to become distorted. I start to become confused. I start to forget pieces of information that are relevant to my own logic. Live in this world where I am happy and miserable at the same time because my my body and brain is living in two neural systems at the same time. So you're basically in a whirlwind. Yes. And you're basically kind of like losing your shit. Yes. Okay. And remember, this is still happening while my house, my you know, the, the the money situation. And so I'm I'm blaming it primarily because those things emotionally affect you too, you know, right? Right. I'm blaming That's, all of that child. without seeing him as the problem. Well, part of the problem. I'm blaming ninety percent of it on the external factors and excusing him for his behavior for 90% of his external factors. So he's literally sliding under the radar with these behaviors because my only reflection point is prior to us having these problems, everything was good. So maybe if the problems go away, we will be fine. You know, maybe if the problems go away, then we'll both be happy because it's true. Money does, you know, create hardships in relationships. Like, I don't know who wants to be broke and happy. That's a very hard place to be. You know what I mean? Sure. So right. I'm right. rationalizing all of these things other than no, this is mind fuckery happening to you and you don't even realize it, right? So, so mm -hmm. all of these things happen. This is going on. It's it's almost toxic. It's, it's to No, it's not almost. It's toxic at this point. It's very um, toxic. So y'all are back and forth. Y'all into it. What mm -hmm. happened to break up this house of cards? What, what caused, what was the final straw? Like what happened? Okay, so um, quick fast forward. Uh, the ultimate ending, the very ultimate ending. I mean, we're skipping, we're skipping a year, and, and and it was a really crazy thing that happened. But just to get to the very ending, I realized that um, I'm in a narcissistic abusive, a narcissistic abusive relationship, and he cheated on me as well. <laughs> And basically, how did you find me. out that before you go, like, how did you find out he cheated on you? What was the situation behind that? So, um, ironically, the woman, the other woman, um, and I had communicated online before. Um, ironically, she looks a lot like me. <laughs> She's in the same profession as me. <laughs> ironically, there's so many similarities. It's scary. Um, she and I had already like 
interacted in like our professional, we're, we're both tax professionals, but our own tax business. So we interacted a lot in a lot of professional tax groups and stuff like that. And we would comment and just be like fond of each other's, you know, little quirks and chats. Right. So she sent me a firm request and she had her own flag about me and I had a flag about her, but these were our own instances. So she sent me a firm request and then one day she retracted it. That was literally the flag in my mind. And again, it's not, this is Facebook. You don't, nobody owes you anything. Nobody has to tell you about who to be friends with, not to be friends with. But I knew that that came from something. And I pinned it on Jerome without ever, oh, I said his name. I'm sorry. I pinned it, I pinned it on him without ever saying a word to him. I just kind of kept it as a puzzle piece and just kind of let it, you understand what I'm saying? Just kind of let right. it sit there because I know it, it would reveal itself. Okay. And on her side, once I spoke to her, she said that when he saw us interacting, she reached out, he reached out to her and was like, how do you know her? You know, this is him panicking. How do you know her? And she said, well, you know, just from tax online and stuff like that. And he said, um, basically, I'm his ex-girlfriend and we, we broke up a long time ago and he's moved on. And every time he finds a woman that he likes or is attracted to, I follow him and I follow the woman. But she said there was one thing wrong about that she requested me you see how that works and he didn't know how we became friends he just knew that he'd seen us online being facebook friends but he was able to convince her that i was his ex-girlfriend or whatever whatever and he unfriended she she unfriended me so she held on to that piece of information oh, and wow. i held on to mine yes so she held on to hers i held on to mine and we both kind of without knowing we knew that that piece fit somewhere but it would reveal itself so she would continue to engage me on common threads so like that's also why I know I was like, well, she unfriended me, but she still wants to naturally interact. I said, yeah, this is this is something fishy. So we would right. interact, we would engage. And at the beginning of this month, um, we ended up on a tax thread. And we were talking about um, CPAs versus a term for tax professionals called enrolled agent, where they have the rights to practice like lawyers uh, for tax purposes in front of the IRS. CPAs are very snooty. It's a very snooty industry. And CPAs always like to challenge enrolled agents. She is an enrolled agent. I take my final test to become an enrolled agent in about two weeks. So we were talking about how CPAs always have this air about the awkwardness. And she started describing her guy who's a CPA and how he would respond to tax stuff. And to the naked eye, she's just talking about her guy. For me, it had, it, it smelled, it reeked of Jay. It reeked because it was crazy because these are the same type of questions that he would ask me about tax. It was it was wow. eerie how similar it was. So I knew I was like, yeah. So I took so I started dating. So I went in there and I told my story like, yeah, you know, same thing. My guy as well and blah, 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 blah. And um, the person whose post is on, she's also a tax professional. And she goes, y'all are so lucky. I want to I want to date and marry a CPA. And so the girls, the other woman, we call her Monique. Monique is like, me too. And I'm laughing like, me too. So Monique says, we should, make a, we should make a group called EAs Who Love CPAs. And I said, that's hilarious. I love it. She wrote, my boyfriend will be here this week and I'll run it by him and stuck her tongue out. Guess where my, guess where my boyfriend was at that very moment? On his oh. way, on a business trip with his business partner, which he could confirm his basic truth, seeing the pictures of them heading out and everything. He was on his way to the state that she lived in. But in that same state, there was a, a real estate business deal that they were working on and he was headed there. Wow. So I, so when she wrote that, I froze. 
Like, this is it. This is the confirmation. He's seeing this woman. And I paused and for a minute. And your heart dropped. I know your heart dropped. My heart, I knew it. I knew it. Mm -hmm. And so I went back to, I was going to write on the thread. And I was like, no, this is not, this is not the place to do it because this is a tax thread. I don't want our business out there, mine or hers, you know. And when I went back to look at the comment, it was gone. And she revealed when I spoke to her that she put that there, she said, because she knew if, if there was something going on, that would make me follow up. She knew that that would be the thing um, to make me follow up. And I took it to her inbox and I hit her up. I said, hey. And she was like, hey. And I said, um, by any chance, is your guy, because she lives in another state. I'm like, is your yeah. guy, your CBA from New York? She's like, he is. I said, yeah, I, wow. I, I, I think I think we're with the same guy. And she's like, well, you know, how? And I said, well, I told, and I, I'm, I'm not really big on beating around the bush. So I just thought I'll ask her. I said, is his name Jay? And she said, wow, it is. And it started from there. Um, Are you freaking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, we talked initially. We were, It was very amicable. Like, you know, I let her know that I don't, you know, have any ill will towards her. Men are typically pursuers. And I know that there's women that buy, that are, like, with the fuckery, if you will. But nine times out of ten in the world of tradition, men create the circumstance for women to fall into them. So I knew... And just knowing him, I knew that I felt it, that she wasn't, I knew she was being lied to the same way I was being lied to. And sure enough, he had painted this crazy picture about me, very similar to the picture he painted to me about his wife, right? Um, that I was like, you know, he, I was this, this old girlfriend and I started to change and, you know, all of this crazy shit and he left me alone and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, I'm in my, you know, I'm in my mid thirties, she's in her you know, mid forties. And we were just like, you know, we don't really, you know, we don't, we don't have the time to go through this back and forth. I'm gonna handle on my end. You're gonna handle on your end. And we'll just, you know, thank you. I left, you know, I left myself available for her to reach out and vice versa. It was very, very amicable. There was no, um, pissing contest. She didn't need to send me screenshots. I didn't need to send her screenshots. It wasn't about, it was just like confirming the obvious, like we were both so being lied to. Y'all already knew what it was. Mm -hmm. Did you guys stay in contact after, well, yeah, did y'all stay and in I? contact? Yeah. Oh, yeah. initially no, but oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> she actually helped me actually identify that what I had been going through with him, ironically, was narcissistic abuse. Right. She was finishing sentences for me about the behaviors that I was like. We talked for we ended up talking overnight. Like we found like th this whole thing came to a head Christmas Eve. So we spent Christmas Eve talking on the phone resolving all of the discord and discom and, and the lies and ciphering, ciphering out all of these things that was going on between us with Jay. And ironically, her husband that she was married to, her divorce is being finalized right now. She divorced him. You know why? Because he was a narcissist. So she was wow. familiar with the patterns and the behaviors. So when I started talking about things like the gaslighting and she was like, Oh yeah, did he ever? Um, did he ever apologize about that? And I was like, no, he made me think it was my fault, and and so she helped me figure out. She helped me figure that out. She also helped me realize that he actually was cheating on his wife with me when we met. It wasn't that they were. Let me just back up real quick. So I'm not going to go through 2019. I think I told you guys by the end of 2018, I knew something was wrong. It was a struggle to stay together. Um, he kept like dating me. My brain was getting confused. I wanted to leave. He blamed it on lack of empathy and all of these things. And ultimately I ended up staying. Um, 2019, I, uh, I felt like I was depressed. 
I felt it. Nobody clean, nobody diagnosed me, but I knew something was wrong. I wasn't functioning. I wouldn't want to get up in the morning. I'm, I'm having outbursts of crying for no reason. I can't concentrate. I knew something was wrong. But again, it's just a total of things, not just Jay. But with Jay, it was this unexplainable sadness in my heart that I could never validate because every time I tried to, he distorted my whole reality. You know what I'm saying? But I yes. knew that I was inexplainably sad and that I knew life had kicked my ass, right? And right. so um, I went to see a therapist and then I decided that, you know, I would return to work because now financially I can't, the business is not where it needs to be and I need to go back to work. Right. I changed careers altogether. Um, and the, the new job that I was going for, when they told me when they told me I got called for it, it was like the one thing that I looked forward to, to escaping the madness. I had, you know, the sadness in my relationship, the house thing was, I was now was in the process of needing to sell the home because I didn't want to go into foreclosure. And it was just like, everything had tanked and I'm just going to take this opportunity to use this to look forward to a restart. The job required, um, it was, it involved a lot of travel and that's right up my alley. So I was like, at least I can travel, you know, it was something to look forward to. So in mm -hmm. that moment, Jay eased up on the um, arguments and the gaslighting because now he was supporting me, like looking forward to this thing. And reality, he just knew he would get a benefit being my partner. He would be able to travel with me all the time, but that's another story. Um, okay. So I, I get to the training. I had to relocate for six weeks for the training and then COVID happened. So a week before I was due to pass my training, we all got kicked out and sent home because of COVID. Talk about life just not giving me a break. Yes. I came home and had a full breakdown. Um, I had to fly back home. I went straight to his house. I had a full breakdown completely. And I, you know, he, he, he was there. He was there. He embraced that. You know, he, he, he handled me with care. And I, I spent that weekend crying. This is 2020. So okay. um, we didn't know that we were going to go on lockdown, like physical lockdown, where we couldn't even go outside. Like New York, I'm sure everybody knows New York had a horrible lockdown. Right. And what between, was that like? Okay, so I'm about to tell you, here's, here's the bomb. So it's March 5th where I get sent home because the COVID is getting really crazy. And then March 16th, this is the gap of 11 days. So he tells me like, you're not mentally well. I can tell you're mentally unstable. Just stay here. Cause nobody lives here at my house now. I didn't put out the person. My daughter's an adult, she's out the house and I'm alone. And he's like, I just don't think you need to be alone in your thoughts. And he was right, you know, and in the truth sense, he was right. So, um. About five days after, I spent three days crying. I'm just trying to have a normal day. I need to use, I, I'm doing something with tax related and I needed a second screen to use the phone. He lets me use the second phone. Something said, this is the first, now remember, I've never mentioned this in any part of this conversation. I never really had insecurities about relationships and things like that. So I wasn't the type to be nosy, mm -hmm. but something said, go through the phone. I went through the phone. And I saw a whole bunch of shit. So that's how I found out that he lied about being divorced when I met him because the divorce, hear this y'all, his divorce was finalized in 2018. I'd already been with him since 2014 from the time I met him to then. So he, wow. it, four years later, he's divorced. And I find out about that divorce two years after that. That was the first thing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. When you found out about the other lady from the Facebook, was this before you went through his phone or? No, this is after. This is after. Okay. Okay. This so after. you go through his phone. I found and out that he lied about the divorce. Everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, and so, and here I am, while I'm not jealous or insecure, once I realize that there's lies, 
then I'm investigating everything. So I hacked his medical records, his emails. Like I hacked everything. I went through everything. And um, I found out a lot. I found a prescription what did for that. that I Give out... us some things, girl. Okay. It's juicy. I found out that he wasn't sure if he had a child with his ex-girlfriend, not, not his wife, but his ex-girlfriend that he had been flinging with back in 2017 when we weren't committed. But there was a possible pregnancy there. I found out about the lie of the divorce. They were, they, they were not divorced when we met. And I found that out two years after they actually divorced. I, I found a prescription for Viagra. <laughs> I found, yeah, I found a prescription for Viagra. I found pictures and videos of other women, obvious, you know, uh, instances of other women that, you know, it was that he was sleeping with. And the house of cards just fell down in that moment. Um, and uh, we had a big blow up, a whole big blow up about all of it. And I left. I was like, um, oh, and I found this out. He had told me his father died in 2017. His father had a heart attack. And his father survived the heart attack. I mean, his father died from the heart attack. He told me that his father survived the heart attack and kept him alive in his head for three years. So I would ask him, how's his dad doing? And he would tell me he's fine. He's on oxygen. And, you know, he's, he's not doing too well, but he's okay considering. Because remember, his parents were much older. Yes. So I found out that his uh, father was, was dead when that heart attack happened. He didn't survive it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hold up, because, honey, I didn't got my popcorn. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hold on just a second. <laughs> Girl, this was good. Let me read the super chats. Um, <laughs> shout out to Perfect Blackness. He says, man of tomorrow definitely sounds like digmatized rationalization gone wrong to me. Thank you so much for that Perfect Blackness. And shout out to Black Wizard. He said, this is the other side of asking for very charming, attractive men with a tempting dark side. They committed it. They can manipulate you and usually don't have the tools to love you properly. They're fun, but dangerous, mm. and you wanted that. Okay. But he wasn't, he didn't, he wasn't dangerous. Like he didn't, he didn't, again, the only thing he allowed to show was the, the, the high, the inflated ego. And like, and like Concrete says, she can attest to that. He wasn't, he, he wasn't dangerous in the least bit. As far as like perception, he wasn't dangerous in the least bit. The dangers came out when the commitment came out. Okay. So you, you make no excuse. I should have left. Make no excuse. Once my own brain, even though I, even though he never allowed me to confirm and validate anything, my own brain, I'm going to hold myself accountable. I should have left, but I mean, clearly narcissistic shit is, (laughs) it's a whole different kind of animal. When you found out all this information, what did y- y'all you confronted him y'all have a big blow up what happened next so i left i was so i so now i'm like i don't even know who i was like i don't know who the fuck you are is your name really jay are you really this age is your mother real mother is your sister your like do you like you are sick you need help like i i, I was i was done i i left and uh-huh. um of course he broke down got on his knees cried fell out i would do anything please don't leave me you're the best thing that ever happened to me like i know it sounds pretty crazy but let me just at least hear me out let me explain and if you decide you don't want to stay i i understand and blah 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 so that first day i was like no i don't want to explain nothing bye and I, I literally just left um and i went home 
and I stayed home by myself for like three days and I was in here wailing and crying and you know because again I'm just I'm already I'm already depressed you understand what I'm saying it's like losing a a family member when you go through that type of breakup especially when you find out and it's traumatic yeah I I totally understand and I'm already like I didn't just got rid of my home the job didn't work out I'm like what else in my life could go wrong like I I look at that like did I do something bad to somebody and this is karma coming my way? Like, what in the hell? Like, my life a few years ago was so vibrant. What happened, you know? So I stayed home three days by myself. And, um, I, like, I was really messed up. I hadn't eaten. I was, hell no, no goodbye sex. No, I, I'm, see, the digmatize is very minimal for me. Jay I don't shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I stayed home, but I wasn't eating. Like, I, I you know, it, it was bad. So, again, he used that to play on that he called me and this is when they gave us the order that now we would officially go on lockdown so you know obviously kept calling me non-stop so I finally pick up my phone and he says look um I know you're sick of me I know you're through with me I know you probably hate me right now but I'm I'm really I love you and I care about you and this is beyond uh this relationship if you don't want to be with me at this point that's fine but I'm seriously concerned you are by yourself in that house you're already depressed there's nobody there we're about to be on lockdown and you are unemployed, like, and he, and like, you know, um, just come here at least because the lockdown is supposed to last two weeks. Just come here so that way, you know, I can make sure you're good. We don't, you know, he had, it was he was in a duplex, so it's it's other rooms. Like, I don't have to sleep in the room. You can have the bedroom. I'll sleep out there. But this is not even about this relationship. This is more about just making sure you're okay. Wow. So y'all know I bought it. I was like, well, there's that truth. There's a truth. I'm, I haven't eaten in three days. I'm I'm messed up. Like. And I'm, I'm fighting because I don't want to be around him, but I, I'm not safe being alone. He's right. My kid ain't here. I'm just like, all right, you know what? That's fine. So, of course, the first night I sleep in the room by myself. He sleeps in the living room. And, you know, just human nature. I can't sit around you. And I, so now I'm like, all right, I want to hear, like, why did you lie about all of this? Like, you know, we start going through, we start unpacking each, each lie uncovered piece by piece. And, um... In short, because I don't want to drag this out, but in short, I was emotionally stupid. He, he has, ironically, he had truths to every lie, but there was just lies underneath the truth. So there was basic truths. Like, I'll give you guys an example. Um, he basically said about the divorce. Remember, I didn't know at this time. I, this was still a lie, but I found this out this year from the other woman. But at this time, he said that he wasn't fully divorced. But it's true that he was legally separated. That's why he lived in a separate house and so forth and so on. And he said that people who have never been married, they never understand that marriages are over long before legalities are finalized. When he met me, they were done. They were separate. They weren't even living in the same house. But I made it very clear online, again, studying me online, that my standards are I will not date a man who's attached to another woman by any means. I don't care if you're separated, get divorced and then call me. And he said, I knew if I told you that I was separated, you would think that I was lying and you wouldn't understand. I'd been left my wife. That's why you saw me in a different house and blah, blah, blah. And um, I was just waiting for the proceedings for the divorce to be finalized. You got to wait a year ready to be said before you can file for a divorce because of the assets we had. You know, we're fighting over that. But we were done. We were done. I wasn't cheating on you and blah, blah, blah. And the reason why, you know, I, I wanted to commit long before I said I would, but I knew that I had to finalize my divorce 
and I, I wanted to I wanted to commit to you on a clean slate like I committed to my wife when it when, when I was with her. So even though we were dating, I fell in love with you over time. I, I knew you were seeing other people. I wanted to be patient. I want because I knew I wanted to make sure I worked these things out. That was my hesitancy on committing, and I just wanted this process to be done. And I should have told you, and I'm really sorry about that, but I'd never cheated on you. There was no you and her at the same time. It was just formality, blah, blah, blah. That was the story about that. Okay. Um, and then me, highly principled, I'm still conflicted. I'm like, but you still lie. But okay. The about the um the other the other the other the other woman. Um, this was in 2017, you know, and it was proven that was like I, it was things that I saw that it was old. Basically, he just sucked. He told me all about it, but he he chumped that up to like we weren't committed. My problem was that you presented this perfect image, like you were single and only this one woman man. And I'm and again, I'm like I'm mature. Like I I never told you exactly what I was doing, but I had made it clear that as a single woman, I'm dating and I'm not placing expectation on you and don't place none on me. And you you know before you committed, you started having these jealousies about my connection to other men. When meanwhile. You were doing the same thing I was doing, but you, you understand what I'm saying? Right. Like you were doing the same thing I was doing, and I and then so me being me, I offered some transparency because I don't want you to be stabbed in the heart. And I know I wasn't perfect, and I I didn't own of this, but that's how my integrity works. I said, listen, I wasn't perfect either. You think I didn't have sex with another man while we were dating? I definitely did. I got flued out while we were dating. Like I want you to understand what singlehood means. I'm able to do what I want, and you were able to do the same thing. But it's the fact that you created this persona that you were perfect and you weren't. And, and you tried to condemn me for being honest about doing me. That's what I have a problem with. I don't care about what you did when we weren't together. Do you see how that works? So y'all were in a committed relationship at this time, like while you were still, but you were still dating like the four guys, right? This was back then. Yeah, this was wait. This is before okay. we committed. Right. So okay. it was just so, it's just so that it, it just happens that in 2020, I found out all of these things. All of these things were incidents that occurred before actual commitment, but it's still the point of all the lies that I'm uncovering. Like the divorce happened before we committed. But the fact mm -hmm. is you lied about being divorced out the gate. The, 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 you know, the shit I found out about the other girl you was messing around with, that happened while I was messing around with other men. But again, you painted this, you, you wanted this picture to make it seem like you're this innocent guy healing from a marriage and you want to commit to me but you just need time. And then you wanted to start condemning me or feeling some kind of way about me dating other men, but you were having your fun with other women too. You understand what I'm so, saying? So let me ask you a question because there was something that you mentioned earlier in the interview about not, you were telling him that you were possibly dating other men, but you weren't necessarily all the way up front with the things that were going on. Is that? No, no. Um, what, what I'm saying is that so here's the thing. If we're dating, right? I don't owe uh -huh. you any information. You don't owe me any information. The only thing we owe each other is the time in front of each other, right? Unless we're dating exclusively. Mm -hmm. So I think nobody tells the other person like, hey, I'm going on a date with John this week. Like that, that's, that's disrespectful if you ask me. So what I'm saying is I never gave him details about what I was doing, but just laying down transparency, I just made it, I didn't want him to be misled to think that you know, I'm only seeing you. I never gave the details, but I just wanted to be clear that I am living as a single woman and I'm doing what single women do. And that's up and that 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 opens the door for whatever I want it to be. It could be that I'm only dating you, but I don't have to. It could be that I'm dating multiple men, but that is my choice because I am single. You understand? 
I understand to a certain degree, but I guess how I look at it too, if we're supposed to be in this talking phase and I'm single and he's single, um, I think that everything up until we get into a full-fledged um, commitment is basically bullshit. Until we get into so like a full-fledged commitment, um, I'm right. Not... And this is why, and this is why I forgave him for everything in 2020 because, gotcha. it, like you said, that right, it was more about the principle of it, again, it's the character flaw, not the actions. The character flaw of the deception and perception and the lies. I really didn't care about the fact that he slept with another woman in 2017. I slept with another man in 2017. I didn't care. Okay. Do you see where I'm going with that? Okay. So but there's a level of deception in how he carried all again. And then remember, these are all these like, again, remember I told you guys, he started having jealousy about me being connected. To, I've never given him that fever about me being connected to other men. So, you know, it's like, well, let me commit since you could stop. It's like you did all of that and you were doing the same thing I was doing. That's all it's about. It's not about the fact that he was gotcha. messing with somebody else. That's what my problem okay. was. And then finding out all of the smoke and mirrors. Again, it's lying about that. You lied about your father's death. You lied, you forced me. I mean, I say forced, not by physical force, but you changed my narrative. If he had simply said he was legally separated, I would have said, cool, we could continue to, you know, chat online, but I'm not dating until your divorce is final. To understand that I've been dating this man I was involved with him for four years prior to him divorcing. That's not fair. I, I, that's not that's not a standard. I, I'm not comfortable with that. And you not let if me he's lying and he has you engaging in a situation that you don't want to. But then I do have a question: Was he still messing with his uh, wife, or yeah, was he still messing with her um, during so, that process of divorce? Quote unquote. So, so in 2020, according to when all that came ahead, no. But after finding out about this other woman this past weekend and talking to his sister and him telling her a different narrative because she is also a divorcee. And wait, so wait, wait, that's wait. What, this past weekend that just the, Christmas, I just told you, uh, well, I found out about him cheating uh, the beginning of the month. And then I said, Christmas Eve, like we ended up having to speak again because he was still lying. Christmas Eve, we spent, we spent the whole night talking on the phone. That, that this was, was this year. This yeah. Is like, girl, oh my yes. God. Yes. Girl. Yes. O M yes. G. So yes. So when he when that truth quote unquote was uncovered, it still was it still was a lie. He had basically I told you he said that he was separated but not divorced. I, and being mature and understanding, I get it. Marriages are not clear cut the way a boyfriend or girlfriend could just break up. So I will say I've I've matured in general. I understand that. But again, you still lie. That was my right. If I don't want to deal with that, I don't have to. I don't care what your technicalities are. They're not mine. That was my choice and you lied. But going even further, when I talked to this other woman this past weekend, she was married before. He had told her, you know, more of his own version of the backstory of his marriage. He revealed that they were still living together before they separated, right? And they didn't separate until I think almost 2016. Look at that. Look at look at that. So basically, I found out I was the woman he was cheating on his wife with. And while they were going downhill, I wow. played a part in the ultimate point of divorce for them. Wow. So I wow. just found this out from this other woman through what he told her. I was able to piece that information and trace it back to my, wait a minute. And I realized, so I was the woman he was cheating with. And I'm going to tell you guys a funny story. 
his mother finally died. I told you she had been sick in the last couple of years. She finally died at the end of 2019, right before 2020. So again, we're still in this traumatizing time, both of us, with our personal lives. We go to the funeral, right? I go to the funeral. Of course, his ex-wife is there. That was her daughter-in-law. They were together 13 years. I don't care about that. He introduces me to her. He says, um, you know, this is my, you know, um, Lulu. This, I mean, Kai, uh, Kay, this is my girlfriend, Lulu. Lulu, this is my ex-wife. She looks at me and shakes my hand and says, hi, I'm his wife. Literally said that to me. And he just called her his ex-wife. And she says to me, hi, I'm his wife. I look at her and I say, you know, just because we're in the middle of a funeral. Like, I'm not about to step out of character. I look at her gracefully and say, oh, nice to meet you, wife. And I just walk off. You know what I mean? Because in that moment, what are you supposed to do, right? You keep it cute. Wow. And he was pissed off. He was angry. He he pulled outside. He started cursing. They arguing outside. And then, of course, he called me and said, you know, I really apologize. She, this, you know, and again, he already painted this bad picture of her. This is what I mean. She's, and I don't remember, I don't know that they weren't divorced in 2018. I find out after this incident, this is right at the end of 19. He goes, this is what I mean. She's such a bitch. You see what I'm saying? And remember, he introduces her as his ex-wife. So it does look like she's just, you know, popping shit. So now that I learned what I learned this weekend, that was her way to say to me, and she didn't even know that I had no idea. You fucked my husband. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You were sleeping with my husband. And I had, no, and I always said to myself, why the fuck is she still saying wife? It, but I, again, I had nothing to stand on to make that make sense. And then his sister confirmed it. She said, I, did, I wasn't going to tell you, but yes, when me and my brother had this big falling out, it was because he was cheating on his wife with you. And they were already going through problems, but they were still living together functionally. And ultimately, they were getting a divorce, and you played a big part in that. And Are she said, I know you had no idea. Yes. <laughs> yep. So let me ask you a question. So while y'all were in the dating process, how often was his cell phones present in front of you? Because, you know, we as women, if uh, your man is gone for too long, we start to blow up the phone. We trying to see what's what. Why you not answering this fucking phone? What you got going on that All I the, haven't heard from you? Oh. What happened in that aspect? The phone was present all the time. And literally the funny thing is, we like, let's say we'd be out to dinner and his wife would text him. I don't know what part of this wife separated. I, like, listen, it's all a big clusterfuck if you ask me. But like he would he would say right then and there, this is, this is, this is, you know, he would call her by her name, obviously. This is Kay. She's asking me for money for, you know, for my daughter, you know, like for school or something like that. So it would, he would function normally, you know, she's, this shit is fucking crazy. I just gave her child support. Like this, this is why I just, I'm sick of this shit. She always, you know, and again, he led with this. So he would just text in, in normal, like it's sitting right there. There was never a time where like he hit his phone. Let me get up and let me hide the phone. And you know, I'll be right back. And I, no. Were two, you, Cause you did say he had two phones at the beginning where both phones always No, he present. never had two phones. I said he had two properties. Oh. He never had two phones. He had two properties. So again, when he, when I met him, he lived in the house. Him and his wife lived in a condo. He right, basically said right, that right. second house was the house he bought because they separated. When that was you a said lie. you went through the phone and you were able oh, to the, oh okay yeah so that second phone wasn't an active phone that was like his previous iphone gotcha. you know when you get a, yeah so it has wi-fi it still works gotcha. so when he let me use the phone but all that information that was on the old iphone still sits there 
he probably wasn't prepared for me to go through it because we never had that issue. And I just rummaged through the phone. So that was all, that's why it was all that old stuff from 17, 18. Got you. He already upgraded his phone. Yeah, I get what you're okay. saying. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a second active phone. Got you. Okay. Um, I'm gonna read these super chats, honey. We got some more stuff mm-hmm. to uncover. Okay. <laughs> um, live with a sacral generator says, I would not say it's even I would not say I would not even say it's bad. That was an horseshoe that grew you. Hopefully, it, if you grew and changed, that's a positive. I think I got it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to fitness. Um, Sister George, you just noticing how she's still stuck on stuck soon, stuck on old dude right now. She keeps defending him and blaming the wife for stuff. Um, oh, no. Oh, I'm child. not. No. So I'm not defending him. I'm not blaming her. I think everything is his fault. Every last bit of it. Even when I talked about like the other woman, um, I how I even met with her, I told her that I don't blame her. I know it's his fault. Everything I'm speaking about with the blame comes from him, that he painted these pictures of her. And um, yeah, I'm not blaming, I don't blame any of these women. I don't blame, you know, now that I understand what's happening, I'm learning to stop blaming myself, you know, but this is what the narcissism does to you. I'm learning to stop blaming myself for these things, those moments where I was accurate. I should have listened to myself and stopped letting myself be fooled if they weren't. But I'm not blaming any of them at all. You're all good, honey. They're going to come. Uh, shout out oh, to I Mr. Know. Hyde. Remember, I've been on here before. I know. That part. <laughs> um, shout out to Mr. Hyde. He says, she is a whole red flag. These are two damaged people who need help. Um, we'll get to that in just a second. Sh- um, shout out to W is for Wumbo. He says he's like a drug to her. She's a fiend. It's hard to be sympathetic for her when she just talked to dude last week. Block him on everything. Go ghost. Mm. Um, that has already out- happened. <laughs> I just found out about out- the cheating. Like what? Like I just found out about the cheating. So I don't know if you guys are following the story or the narrative. <laughs> Um, I just found out about the cheating. We are no longer together. I definitely need therapy. I'm not afraid to say it. My brain is twisted, like all of this, processing all of this. Um, and yeah, he's blocked. We don't speak. He's, he doesn't have access to my phone, my Facebook. This is this is post the breakup. But again, Christmas was just a few days ago. So I don't know if you guys are confusing the freshness of the incident with thinking that this happened and I'm still involved. No. <laughs> Mm. Um, shout out to Black Wizard again. Thank you, Black Wizard. He says, this is why you tread with caution around charming, attractive people with a dark side. You don't trust your intellect around these people. You trust your gut. Being around them makes it easier to manipulate you. Um, Black Wizard, that is a solid um, point. That's a very solid point. Shout, shout out to Perfect Blackness. He says, I'm sorry. She is totally full of shit. Wanting S. George and C. Rose to play the world's smallest violin for her. This damsel in distress bit is so old. Um, thank you so much for that uh, perfect blackness. We really appreciate it. I think that was, oh, wait, wait. Yeah, that was it. Okay. For whatever reason, and girl, you know, I have a Mississippi public school education with also like a short attention span sometimes, sometimes not, not, but I've been listening. I've been listening. Mm -hmm. I think the most surprising thing was, is that this is very, very, very recent. And 
you know, I think most women, um, if we've liked a certain type of men, we've gone through this type of stuff before. So, you know, I, I can totally see where you're coming from. I've been yeah, in this position before. Yeah, this is brand before. new to me. Yeah. Yeah, this is brand so, new to me. I've never dated a narcissist and I've never really gone through, um, like, like, you know, it's been said, like a guy's told you, normally, um, if something's off, I just kind of, I'm out. You know, I've never like, you know, wasted time and, you know, and that was one of the things that my family would say, you know, you don't have any patience. You think that every man has to be perfect. And so, you know, this was probably the one time that I would say for whatever the reasons are, and, I, and that's part of why I want to go to therapy. I want to look inside myself. Anytime there's a negative situation, even if I, even if I'm not wrong, I'm not the, 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 the person, the culprit in it. I still want to know where my weakness, where my weakness lie to become a victim so that I can hold myself accountable for future experiences. Um. So. I will say that you will probably need to do a lot of shadow work. Um, shadow work will kind of um, unearth like, shadow work will kind of unearth like where, where you fucked up at. Um, because okay. as much as he was a narcissist, um, we still participate in things at a certain point and you know, you get so overwhelmed like when you're going through a breakup and it's so hard and when you were sitting in that house crying by yourself um, when you were going through that situation and he was still able to have access to you. Um, narcissists already know what type of pain you're in and they'll exploit that shit they don't have a problem mm -hmm. with exploiting it. They don't think that they did anything wrong. It's not going to ever be anything that I did wrong. If you don't leave, then it's going to always be on you because they're never going anywhere. Um, if you called him today, he'd show up. Um, he'd dog your ass out even more so, but he'd still show up. He's gonna always show up. He'll always be in your corner. He's gonna always have your back, even if it's his friends. Um, and you have to realize that, but I think you're, you're, you're at a point, but it's still going to be a lot of emotional shit that you're going to go through in regards to this situation, because this is a sort of trauma and we don't really recognize breakups as a sort of trauma that we go through. This is a sort of trauma, um, therapy, therapy and healing, um, is going to be your biggest friends right now. Mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm gonna make you laugh i went to therapy at one point and i didn't think that i had anything wrong with me like i was the victim and everything everything happened to me i don't know why these things kept happening to me and my life was in fucking shambles like listen my life was in shambles but i didn't feel like i had any accountability to the shit that i was going through like, I felt like um, if a person did something to me, then they did it to me, but not necessarily um, trying to understand what situation that I put myself in or what I chose to deal with. And there was not me taking really any accountability for the choices that I made within that situation. And so when I went to therapy, honey, I like I started to hate going to therapy because I was always fucking crying and I hate crying. I hate crying in front of strangers, especially, but I cried and cried and cried 
but you know it it really did do me some good so um i commend you um for even taking that step because that is a big step to your own um healing that that's a big step so i, I definitely commend you in that aspect um mm -hmm. yeah, my I mean, advice to you mm -hmm. um going forward because you also have to take into consideration when you are dealing with a narcissist uh they will do any and everything in their power um to still contact you to still um be in touch um you would think like you probably need to an, a whole other fucking state get off of social media completely um for a while these men will or in women because you know there's such thing as a woman narcissist um you probably need to get off social media period for a while these men will find any and every way to contact you um and that you would think that it would be just you that they're doing this to but they'll actually do this to multiple women at a time because they feel like they're entitled to you um they'll watch and wait and 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 look and trying to figure out in what ways that they can get in and so yeah i would suggest that you get off social media for a while um and really get off into yourself so um yeah learning yeah. about this you know it's it's weird like you know this stuff really hurts but you know one thing i will say that the biggest freedom i got was clarity that i wasn't crazy you know those moments where you know i started questioning my own reality and the arguments and not making sense of them you know um i wasn't crazy i was right you know and um obviously i love him you know we just broke up but one thing i said and i led with this in the beginning is that for the most part i'm still a woman but if logic makes sense over emotion then i'm going to choose logic as much as i can and so the fact that i've now you know i've spent this weekend really learning and reading about what a narcissist is because i really have seen the term being thrown around online but i never really because yeah. we're because um, we're, we're in this day we're in this day and age where people say they move their fingers they got adhd you know he's late he's a narcissist like this is I, weird I, you know I we, totally totally yeah, totally we understand. don't yes i've seen the word but i'm like I, but you're I, what you know what for? i'm not really paying it any mind but let, let me but, let me just say this lulu um because i've definitely gone through this before but even in your victimhood you're going to also have to be accountable for your own victimhood as well and not oh, to absolutely. say yeah um i think that's, that's, that's one of the the hardest that's things. why i said i want to go to therapy because yeah. i want to find i want to be able to figure out like so the goal in this is not to, like you don't want this to happen twice you understand right. now that i understand it's why like i knew i can't look for closure because there is no closure any energy you give is fuel for for the narcissist whether Absolutely. it's the negative or the positive right. so i understand that i have to i have to reprogram my brain resolve this in my with myself and get closure by myself and so um the, the i'm clear that my emotional pain is just from the pain of love and the pain of separation but the logic is even in the most perfect of situations a narcissist will always be a narcissist that's the unfortunate thing about people who are narcissists they will never be cured that's just the reality and so i don't want to now that i understand and i got this basically ticket to freedom i don't want to stay another day in that type of space at all so you know um and i and now that i've been made aware of like how I was, you know, his wife, 
you know, when I was being, he was cheating on his wife, I was what they call the new supply for her. And now this new woman is the new supply for me. Like I literally confirmed the entire cycle. It was the love bombing, then the devaluation, then the discarding, and then the reconciliation. Like we literally went through that whole cycle, but I, I had no clue that's what these things mean. So now that I'm aware, anything I do moving forward, I am guilty of my own of my own acts. And while I'm hurt, I choose to move on. So I, I have no qualms logically about not staying in this relationship. It's done. It's over. Okay. I'm going to read these super chats and then we're going to wrap up. This has been fucking remarkable, girl. Like, ooh, this has been a story for the books. Um, shout out to Jay Shine. He says, being that that see, is for the streets, any STDs or pregnancies, where's the juice? Um, Jay Shine, why are you saying that that woman? Go ahead now. Y'all bad. Um, Seriously, like, come on, really? Like, like come on, like, she's still a woman. Uh, come, like, she's telling her story. She's still a woman. Like, come on with the disrespect now. Oh, damn. Um, shout out to Fitness. Uh, he says his wife was up for a money grab. How is that not blaming the wife for her money grabbing ways? I even know though her husband was cheating on her for four years. Because I said that's the story he gave. I know y'all have selective hearing. I didn't say that that's what I thought of her. I said that that's for the story that he made of her and family members added to it. I never said that was my perception of her. Okay. Shout out to Mr. Research. He says, you admitted therapy. Applause to you. Now, can black men admit it? Um, honey, they don't go. The feminist is in there. Um, shout out to you, Mr. Research. Shout out to Black <laughs> Wizard again. He says, consider this, Lulu. You can't hold yourself accountable while considering yourself a victim. The mind uses victimhood to absolve us of responsibility. That way we don't have to deal with trauma. Um, if she's in therapist, if she's going to a good therapist, um, they'll get down to the bottom of, because I, I do think that is key in a lot of situations. Um, I don't ever feel like I'll be anybody's victim again because there are certain situations that I know I put myself in and I got fucked over. Um, but it was certain things that let me know that I was going, I was definitely in the wrong direction, but I still chose to deal with. And when I still chose to deal with it, I got my ass cosmically whooped every fucking time. So um, mm. she'll get down to the bottom of it. And it, it sounds like she's on a great track already. So, you know, we can definitely give her credit for that. Definitely. Yeah, I just want to, I just, the point of me sharing was just to say that, you know, that fuck boys, you know, generally speaking, there's this stereotype about, that's really what the moral of this was. And then I shared, you know, the details of the story. So this is, so we can say who's accountable, who's not, who's a victim, who's not. The moral of it was simply that the fuck boy doesn't always come wrapped up in jeans hanging off their ass, the seven baby mamas, the Ray no, Ray, right, the Pookie, right. you know, they don't the uneducated. Credit. They don't yeah, come in that they don't form. give credit to um the guy, the fraternity boy in um school fucking um six women a day, sometimes more than that. They don't really give him that type of credit and you know, they'll push a, a certain thing that 
well, y'all like this certain type and this, that, and the third, and that's all y'all want. But then if a nigga is educated and fine and he's got it going on and he's able to get all the women after him and he'll have women in competition, whatever, whatever, nobody really gives credence to that. And I think that's a really good point to push. A very good point to push. I got a few more. Shout out to Man of Tomorrow. Ask her if she is ready for a high value man after all of this. Um, Lulu, that's a good question. Are you? Would you? But he uh, was. He is a high value man. Like he. Yeah. That was like he meet the met the definition of a high value man. I think he's saying like, is she going to still continue oh, to deal with oh, high value okay. men after all of this? Well, first, let me say that I'm not going to deal with anyone until I take some time to heal. I think it's horrible to go from a relationship and recognize trauma and then just jump into another one. So let's just say I'm going to give myself that grace, go to therapy and make sure that I absolve the damage that was done, what I contributed to it, what I received allowed. I'm going to take care of that before I begin to date. Yeah. My standards are not going to change. So if, if, if that means a high, because again, the same way not all fuckboys are Pookie and Ray Ray's, not all high value men have cloaks that they're going to reveal that they're narcissists either. And so Thanks. my standards, it, my problem isn't that I, I chose, like, again, I didn't, for me, for my standards, I didn't have, you know, superficial standards. Like, I don't have this. He has to be a bad boy. He has to live on the wild side. I actually don't like those type of, that, that's not standards for me anyway, you know, so. This doesn't change my standards. It, if anything, it changes my awareness, maybe my uh, acuteness to detail and better discernment, things like that. But it doesn't mean I'm going to now shift my right. standards. Okay. Shout out to Jay Shine again. He says, disrespect, I've never. Um, thank you so much, Jay Shine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Black Vulcan again. He says, narcissistic behavior it's counterintuitive to women. They spend money soon and fast, and they tend to be more patient in waiting for sex. Um, I think that is a great point, Black Vulcan. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a man that is fine and he's not pushing you for sex, um, it's not because that nigga is a gentleman. Um, he's a gentleman that he'll wait for you, but he, is de he was definitely uh, fucking other women in the process and waiting um no doubt about it um yeah um i think that there is a profile for those type of men as well but that, one day i do want to explore uh the anatomy of a fuck boy i think that'll be something great to explore i think that was that mm -hmm. was a good point um shout out to you thank you so much and a shout out to one time he says where was your daughter with all of all this going on um, you remember she said that her daughter was an, is an adult. So her daughter was off living her own life. Um, but yeah, um, hmm. Concrete, do you have any last question? Um, oh, well, well, I did have one last question though. Go ahead, Danny. Mm -hmm. Did you ever do anything out of character to let that nigga know you wasn't playing uh. with him. Cause yeah, girl, this is the time where, um, you know, they be telling your ass to leave. Did you ever try to hurt him in any way? Mm. No, um, you mean like break shit? You know, you talking about that type of shit? Yeah. 
No, I'm, I'm removed from that. You know, I did that when I was like 23. You ever I back? just No. No. Mm-mm. No. Any any dealings <laughs> I had was while I was single. No. Mm-mm. And you know, and you know why? That's one thing that I could pride myself in. And I'm not saying that it doesn't feel good, but I don't want my character to change just because someone else's character is not where it needs to be. So if I'm not a cheater, I don't want to cheat just to cheat back. You know what I mean? I don't want to have oh. to break your shit up. And that's and that shit is, you know, and I don't mean this literally, but like I think that's a little that's a little ghetto for us to be doing it's that. It's juvenile. And it's very immature. It's juvenile. There it is. It's juvenile, right? And See, y'all, when I realize y'all have this, a different wait, hold on, let me wait, hold on, let me say let me hold on, let me say this. <laughs> I feel like when you do the most, it's because you still want the relationship. I'm anytime I've ever did the most, it's because I wanted to stay after. Oh, the reason see. why I just packed up and got out the door is because, again, what what what, what am I break? What am I fight? I mean, yes, I'm angry. I have emotions. I'm pissed off. But again, once I learned, right? I read, and I'm still learning. But once I read the way the narcissist mind works, breaking his shit is gonna make him horny. You know what I'm saying? It turns it. It lets. It makes him feel like I still have control. At this point, he doesn't. The, the response that I would, the response that I would really want is simply validation closure i'm not getting that so what am i getting out of breaking his shit up aside from giving him the power of you know she loves me still and i and like that shit is energy wasted i just girl that's I'm, not I'm me t- let me tell you this lulu because y'all we are focused on being like these good fucking people to bad people who do all kinds of horrible horrible shit um I know that most people, and then even when you go to therapy, well, you need to leave and you don't need to, you need to just walk away quietly and you just need to be a better person. And then when you heal, um, you're going to be a better person because you've healed and you've walked away and you've never looked back. And this nigga still out here on the loose. Um, you know, and a lot of people are not going to agree with this. I, I get it. Uh, my whole thing is, is that, People don't tend to learn anything outside of pain. You know what? What's the funny? The funny shit is, you know, people be like, "Oh, well, you know, just leave, and that'll teach him a lesson." And you've gotten away from it, and you've just left, and you've left this mm-hmm. situation alone, whatever, whatever. But that nigga don't never learn nothing. You know why he don't learn nothing? Because right. he's still been able to manipulate uh, somebody. Somebody. Absolutely. And he keeps repeating the same cycles with every every time you turn around, he's repeating a cycle with somebody. Now people but sit here and tell George, you, huh? I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you in, in that case, right? Mm-hmm. Are you doing this for them to prove to them or make them? Or right. Are you doing this for you, you because you need better? And Listen, that's the end result of this. I'm gonna tell I, you I, what I'm, point, I'm gonna like, tell can... you exactly. I'm gonna tell you exactly what I'd be doing it for. Um. Mm-hmm y'all and like i say people kind of condition society to not get their fucking lick back but <gasps> if you fuck me i'm gonna fuck you back and you ain't gonna oh, like it oh. and like i said people condition society to say um you know i don't say i don't think you have to continuous to be continuously in that energy but you gonna feel what you didn't did to me in some way shape form or fashion and i don't feel bad about that because the type of pain that you're experiencing right now, that shit hurts. 
Yeah, but karma is best teacher. Like, really and truly, she doesn't have to do... Like, life will continue to screw him. Like, she doesn't have to take it. Like, like, for me, that's exerting too much energy. I don't want to continue to exert energy on this person because they're not worth it. And I don't think it's it's a continuous... Uh, healing process it's not a continuous i I gotta agree with concrete i i I get it It, but to me it's not a continuous energy um because i can do some shit and walk away from it and say okay well you gotta fucking buy all them clothes again or you gotta do well if it gives you (laughs) i get it though i get it it. i'm not sure get it this way you see what you said if that if that's what's self-satisfying to you then that be the reason you do that but what you said is i'm gonna make him feel you yeah. can't make a man feel something he doesn't feel. You can't right. make a man react to something he doesn't want to react it's to. It's not a so factor of sick, making him wait, feel. Wait, let me, wait, let me, wait, like, hear me out. What I'm saying is who he is is a result of himself, and that's his decision. So what I'm saying is the same way I'm sure his wife acted out when I was there, did that stop him from lying to her? Exactly. No. I'm sure that I would act out, and he has his new supply. Does that change? And and whatever his future is going to be. So what I'm saying is, whatever decision mm-hmm. you make, whether you want to break shit and leave, go to therapy, do it because it. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't. That's just who but I am. Lulu, like, that would be confirmation for him. He's like he's going to be like I told right, you she was crazy. I knew it wasn't yeah, just me. Like, this is confirmation game? that it's her. Yeah, especially because he's a narcissist. Remember stuff like that again. That that that's one of the primary things they do. They so for example. They make you yell, and then you yell and say, see, you're yelling. So if I'm just making this up, if I went tomorrow and threw a brick through his window, that does not, that doesn't make him feel that. It makes him say in his narcissistic mind, this bitch is crazy. She broke my car. That's why I ain't fucking with That's why I hate her. What does that do for me? He's not learning any lesson. It's almost like disciplining the kid, and he looks at you and says, aha, it didn't hurt. It's going to make you more mad. You're going to be like, no, you want to beat the kid's ass. It doesn't work. Like, if it, if it makes you feel good, then by all means, break his car, blow his house up, if that makes you feel good. But I'm not in the business of, I need to make him see something. If, if, if what he that, But that's not the point the that I was trying to bring about. That. That's not the okay. point that I, well, the point I'm trying to bring about is the fact that he was able to get away with victimizing you or victimizing mm-hmm. other women. And to me, and this is just how I've been looking at it, when everybody walks away and you're still it's still a nigga out here on the loose doing this type of shit um sucking a a woman in using her (laughs) making her feel a certain type of way making her engage and she's in love and he's still Mm -hmm. walking away and running all over her and you're thinking and like i said it's like you you think like when you when you walk away and you know you you've done yourself a good deed and he doesn't necessarily feel anything because he's a narcissist i'm saying like sometimes like you know getting that lick back getting your lick back in your own way maybe just getting your lick back in your own way but i'm i'm not in the mind of saying that um if you did something to hurt him or make him feel a certain type of way and i'm not saying he's gonna feel the same way emotionally but if a nigga is tied to his finances and you didn't made him waste sixty five thousand dollars or whatever whatever hit him where it hurts 
Um, sometimes people, people don't be exert that type of energy, and I'm telling I, I you, get it, it impacts I, I got them greater than me, yeah, the girl, no. for me, yeah. No. Plus, for me, when a man like yeah. I think about past arguments with people when they've walked away and not engaged, it pissed me off even more. Like a lot of times, that's how you piss them off even more. Not you dealing not with a narcissist, staying, not showing attention. But yeah. you're dealing with a but, narcissist. So he started like I didn't like uh she won because she's not standing here engaging with me. She's uh, not coming exactly. back. She's not trying to yeah. hurt me. Yeah, I, I feel like, like uh, you, if, you, if you read it, if you read it, if you read it, Sister George, uh, a narcissist me... literally there's that's why there's no winning because any energy again, their absolute their absolute uh uh their number one thing is to prove they have control because they don't have control themselves. The emptiness and this is why they got to be better than everybody. This is the external. This is why the super inflated ego is, and they basically get off on putting you down. And anything you give them, it's helping them prove that they have control, which gives them power. And so what I'm saying is, no matter no matter what I do, it only gives him the further thought that he has control over me. And I gave him control when I entered into the relationship and allowed these things to happen not saying that i allowed it like to sat and say yeah go ahead and you know whether i understood it or not i still like i didn't i didn't break away up until this point so now that i've gotten the strength and the chance and the, and the realization of what's happening and breaking away that is the greatest gift i can give myself and honestly the greatest revenge i could give a narcissist because they don't like them losing control is the ultimate loss for them if i was to go and show an ounce of anger be like yeah you know i can't and do i have feelings about this of course, who doesn't want to be able to let that person hurt them know you really hurt me? That shit is gonna he's gonna eat that like popcorn. Like I just gotta know that this is a loss. And I and my greatest gift to myself is healing and moving the fuck on, running and staying as far away from somebody like him as I can. And let whoever be his problem, let him deal with that. And I bet you, if anything, he'll eat away at that fact than me going back and saying, Let me just break this last thing or let me just go ahead and curse you out this last time. That shit is gonna be like comedy comedy to him. And I don't, he, he's taken enough power. I've already allowed him to take enough power all this time. There is no more taking power. I'm done and I'm just going to focus on healing. I owe it to myself and he can go on about his business. That's it. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to read these super chats and then we can get final comments and be out. A shout out to Fahim Divine. He says, showing support for the stream. Thank you, ladies, for this entertainment. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, Sister Georgie, wildin'. It's not your obligation to train morals into strangers. Do that with a real narcissist and you'll make yourself crazy. Um, no, I won't. Um, I, I really think a lot you of y'all are just a edge to your heart, like you are, a uh, true baby, and is and mm -hmm. is. But I yeah. feel like I've got my fiance is like that. He's a man of principle. Like if you screw him over, he gonna make sure that he gets. You know, the I'm last gonna get my leg back. <laughs> yeah. I don't. And and the whole thing is when people have been allowed to do something and they've ha they haven't experienced any type of real pain in that. All they'll do is keep doing this shit and over and over. But the whole thing is if I hurt, if your ass hurt me and I hurt you back, I don't feel bad about that. I'm not going to keep exerting energy after energy. I could hurt your ass back and walk away. I, I ain't even tripping. 
but that's just me that's just me um i'm 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 not gonna say that i'm toxic because toxic would steadily be um, engaging (laughs) i'm not toxic i get your ass back and get the fuck on and then you would be sitting there like this bitch done broke up all my shit and she didn't she don't care like i I wouldn't care after that like after i got my lick back i'm out that's all Mm. um (laughs) she making sure she get that last hit uh, you know i'm a sad sad, i'm a sad sad and i'm a sad with scorpio tendency so um, my evil yeah like scorpio Mm. yeah Yeah. like i'm a scorpio rising so um i'm patient about the revenge like Mm -hmm. listen yeah 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 don't Mm -hmm. don't do that don't yeah don't 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 fuck up and fuck up i'm kidding um shout out to my husband hey babe he says i'm the type to where i'll sit back watch them play themselves and all that right then getting my job then get my jollies off them imploding from their own devices to me that is vindication see right. this is why i need it curlin curlin is trying to help me grow in yeah that aspect that's the balance you need exactly. but it's hard with a sag baby because they be having their mind made the hell up taylor but, you see where i'm coming from T- taylor uh, no taylor said between baby. taylor look up, look up. and um goldie they like we we rocking with you <laughs> baby uh because they ain't shit in that aspect like don't don't do it if you don't like it well, done we, don't. we gonna talk Listen. about we gonna talk about zodiacs and he's a leo super competitive Ooh. so i'm an aries and so for me to Ooh. even say i'm gonna get this last lick that'll turn into a six-month battle i'm not interested mm-hmm. nope i'm good <laughs> girl i'm dealing nope. with a leo too um, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Mr. Research. He says, "Does a black man need to insert insult her equals come before actually listening verbatim to what she said equals inserting insulting other blacks for giggles is the new crack cocaine." It is, and okay. is, and is. He know they get they get off on that. A shout out to everyday motivation you, for the super sticker. Thank you, Pooh. Really mm-hmm. appreciate that. Ladies, do y'all have any <sighs> final thoughts? Concrete, we'll start with you. Yeah. What, what I, you just, yeah. I just I know she had a say, question for me. Oh, actually, no. I just want to say in closing, first off, thank you for being so vulnerable. Like you are, you know, sharing your experience and this is a tough crowd, but you're aware because, you know, you, you frequented the space and you know what to expect from this crowd, but thank you. Thank you for just being so open, so honest. Um, A lot of what you said, uh, a whole lot of it, you know, I can verify Um, you were being completely honest and transparent. And I appreciate that. Um, And um, I think that, I wish that there was more appreciation for that type of honesty. If we want people to share their experiences and for us to be able to kind of um, work backwards in an effort to see, uh, find the root cause to some of these relationship issues that black men and black women have, we need people to be honest. So we should be encouraging that as opposed to, um, you know, taking digs in the comments, but I appreciate you more than you know. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you again. I have to give a super big thank you to my good sis, Danny, because you held it down. You did phenomenal. You asked some really good questions and I'm sorry that I'm not feeling whole. Like my energy is so low, no, um, but I appreciate you. You certainly held it down and thank you, thank you. You did awesome. 
Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate that. Lulu, um, I'm going to read the super chat and then I'm going to let you uh, give your final thoughts and then I'll give mine. Shout out to Platinum Elite up in this thing. Platinum said he, had, he got the late fee. Plat, we always, always, always appreciate mm -hmm. you. Um, drop your link because as we conclude this live, I will send you guys over to Platinum Elite's channel. So shout out to you. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Lulu, uh, just first of all, I do want to thank you for being very open and transparent. Um, you know, our audience is hell, honey, and they don't care who, who here, they, they don't care. Um, but I, I do thank you for being transparent with us. Um, this was great. You know, this was a really, really interesting story. It kept me, girl, I was, I was here like, oh, this was very, very interesting. Um, I do wish you the best of luck in your healing and everything and in your journey um, and love. But, you know, thank you so much for really coming through. I appreciate you. What are your thoughts? Um, thank you, Sister George, and thank you, Concrete. And, you know, just thank you, ladies, for having me come up here and um, being able to, you know, share my story. The process is very new, obviously. And, um, you know, I acknowledge that there's a lot you know, there were things that I could have chosen to walk away from a long time ago. So this is not about me, you know, absolving myself of my own, my own, uh, my own in participation in, in this scenario. Um, and so, uh, but it was therapeutic to be able to kind of just talk about it and, you know, acknowledge that, like, I, I need to heal and because I don't want to take this and make this make me bitter. I don't want to become a feminist now. I don't want to be this like all black men. You know, I don't, that's not. And I think the only way you do that is to fully acknowledge these things, go through these processes and heal so that you can continue to move forward. Like, you know, it ain't, you know, this is not the first time a man's hurt, hurt a woman. Women go through this all the time. And it's how we, you know, while we try to avoid it, but how we deal with ourselves is really what determines how we can move, you know, move forward. So that's what I'm looking forward to just moving forward, you know, fixing the things in me that allowed the space to be entered so that I don't become a repeat offender. You know, we're human, we make mistakes, but I'm not a fan of repeat offenders, which is why I don't have mo tons of offenses. And so I, I want to get it right as opposed to wallowing wallow the way I got it wrong. Um, and that's just basically it. But like I said, the more of it was just about understanding that fuck by, you know, fuck boys are given this now aesthetic stereotype and it's not always the pookies and the ray rays and all these other things you know um they they come in different shapes and sizes different accolades you know they know how to read and study women they know how to match what you know what women say and, and then they do have some sometimes they'll have enough positive attributes to lure you in and then you know rear their heads and things like that so that's really what i just wanted to like give light to more so than anything and um, yeah, I mean, the crowd is the crowd. Like I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm Lulu for the purpose of this show, but I've been here before, so it's gotcha. it, it, it never bothers me. <laughs> Thank goodness, cause honey, we ain't gonna have no damn body the way they act. Um, but really, really thank you, uh, for coming through and being transparent and telling your story. We really, really, really appreciate that. Oh, um, I'm sorry. So they're asking. <laughs> They want y'all to interview me in three months or six months to see if he ends up back sleeping upstairs. I'm just reading the comments and laughing. So, <laughs> yeah, call me on concrete. Oh, concrete, you give an update since she knows, she knows, she knows the real story. <laughs> I will. Lord have mercy. Oh gosh, they are a tough crowd. Oh Lord, to say the least. They some haters, baby. That's all. That, that um, part. 
listen to them. Chanel said, uh, can Mary J. Bly sing real love before she leaves? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Listen, I mean, always, always coming with the comments, baby. Lord have mercy. Yes. To the very end. Yes. Um, but shout out to everybody who cashed app us, to everybody who super chatted us, and to y'all in the chat. Um, y'all want to stay tuned. Um, Black Wizard, uh, can you email us? Uh, we was trying to get in contact with you, brother. Uh, I know you're a busy man. What all them cheering you making and stuff? Tell Black Wish to, to holler oh. us. Man. <laughs> all them <Shit>. cheering. <laughs> all them cheering. Black Wizard don't mm. do nothing but make babies. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, shout out to everybody who came through. Um, it was a great, great show. Uh, y'all be back here on Sunday. Y'all know we we keep something in the chamber, honey. So um, thank you guys so much. And we will see you guys on Sunday. Have a great, great new year. We're out. Peace. Thank you. Later.